What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm Kelly Boyer, Seamus. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Welcome to the dive bar of the IWC. Welcome to episode one of Wrestling on the Rocks. I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR the show. This is Thursday Night Chaser. Woo! And with me to chase away the week's worth of wrestling, we got Miss Amanda Jane. Howdy ho, folks. We can't hear you wave, Amanda. Oh, they, I then, said howdy ho. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fully aware. Uh, and also we have producer lady. Hey, so I'm here. I'm here off to the side, per usual. And we got some some folks in the chat already. Hey, Grim Reaper. Hey. Grim Reaper. His shirt is on the way. Actually, Amanda, I sent you some stuff too, so that's oh, on awesome. the way as well. So, everyone's, everyone's getting gifts. <laughs> I told Grim Reaper he was asking about the shirt. He's like, uh, "Hey, I won that Royal Rumble thing. When am I getting that shirt?" And I said, "You know, every Royal Rumble win." Is paid off at WrestleMania, so relax. It's, That's true. It takes months. It <laughs> takes true. Months. So. Uh, but cheers, guys. Uh, we'll start with a little something simple. Uh, we'll do a little bit of what's in your what's in your glass. What are you drinking there, man? Well, today I've got water, and then I've got regular Coke, no ice. No ice. Remember? Yeah, no ice. I don't. No ice. It's cold, and it's in a cold thing. Oh, I mean. So good. So is that is that because you you got family near you? She's not allowed to have ice because she has family near. No, no, that's weird. No, that's just my bevy of choice today. No, oh okay. No Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear booze. That's why I was asking. Uh, Yeah. No booze. No booze. I'm having the uh, the Dr Pepper Zero Sugar Cream Soda, which I've been really Mm -hmm. liking lately. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm going light I on hate that. I went heavy on the booze yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, go light on it. So I'm the only drinker here tonight, really? Huh? It's not yeah, about what you're drinking, it's about who you're drinking with. That's true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've got my peanut butter whiskey right here with, uh, nice. with a couple of red vine mixed berry licorices. Uh, yeah. S- so that's what I was Ooh, I like yep. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm liking that. Yeah, the mixed berry ones. It's the real sugar. It's real. Yeah. So while I'm having zero sugar, she's having pure sugar. Yeah. You know, you got to balance it out, you know, yin yang. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yin yang um, the only news I can think of is there's like 20 something days till Coria and Carmela are hitched. So super excited for them. Wow. Yeah, they're getting married. Hello. They're getting married. And their latest Bear With Us podcast was. It was intense. It was really good. It was all about communication. Mm. So really happy for them. Did it's they really, really have yeah. a breakdown, like fight on air? They don't. They don't have like. Well, it wasn't like a fight. Fight. It was uh, definitely a really big miscommunication, yeah. which is really mm. cool to see them work out because you see the arguments of what everyone, you know, what each side is thinking. Yeah. And as a bystander, you're kind of like, oh my god, they're just not. Each of them just wants to state their point, and you know, yeah. one of those moments where couples go through where they just yeah. aren't uh, 
feeling heard kind of yeah almost but Mm -hmm. it was really cool to see that breakdown and yeah uh if you're interested in in them as people the good people um yeah it's a it's a good uh it's a good listen yeah it's pretty good pretty good stuff oh amanda do we got any birthdays yes Yes. we've got birthdays oh we sure do this is a great (laughs) birthday week actually so um because there's so many good ones um i'm not gonna say what dates so you're just gonna have to figure out (laughs) whatever day is so we've got epico i'm sure everyone remembers epico i know i do uh lana's got her birthday Woohoo! the hot wife if you watch AEW. um the formerly known as jack swagger big jake hager he's having a birthday today the undertaker our uh, hall of fame uh, recipient that's going to be interesting did they by the way did they say who's inducting him uh vince mcmahon Vince yep. McMahon said on Pat McAfee's oh. show that he was going to be the one inducting him. And he said, Vince McMahon said, this may be the hardest thing I ever have to do. Wow. Wow. Interesting. That's how Interesting. Wow. Okay. Christopher Daniels also has his hmm. birthday today. Fallen Angel. Uh, Lacey Evans. This uh, week, we also have SoCal Val. And then, of course, rest in peace, Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Mustafa Ali. He's got his yeah. birthday this week. Free Mustafa. Um, <laughs> Michael Hayes has a birthday. Yeah, I know. Happy uh, political. Zach Gowan, uh, wow. who also, if you guys know, he's the um, the one-legged wrestler who was on um, mm. American Ninja Warrior. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Ninja and, Warrior? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got wow. pretty far. Oh. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And... Finally, one of my favorites, heavyweight Trent Beretta. It's his birthday, too, this week. So, happy birthday, everybody. Wow. That's a lot of birthdays. Cheers. Cheers. It's a lot, lot, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and um, also to throw out there, we saw uh, uh, Lacey Evans and Grayson Waller. Oh, I thought you said her. Grayson. Yeah, she did say. She said Evans. Oh, she said, I said like, Lacey. Yeah. I forgot Grayson. Oh, yeah. Grayson Waller was the one. You know, yeah. it's that L.A. Knight fan in me that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I was thinking about it today, yeah. and I feel like that Grayson Waller's, um, you know how they do those little memes where they're like, oh, I want Grayson Waller, and then mom says, we have Grayson Waller at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> that stuff. I feel, like, I feel like Ricky Starks is Grayson Waller at home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Poor guy. <laughs> can't that's... even can't even put the guy who that's his second hometown. You can't put him on the live show. You have to put him on the other one. I part of me wondered. Part of me wondered if it was because he added WWE and was like, "Yo, come get your NXT peeps." Well, in the promo, <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll get there. But in the promo that they cut against each other, Swerve made from mention of that tweet. They didn't like put it up, but he's all like tweeting about. Oh, Other people. yeah, it was fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, a really good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, before we get there, the only piece of news I think that I thought was kind of relevant to the conversation based off basically what you see online and such, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I feel like it has an impact in, in what's going on on TV in a, in a sense as well, right? So, so Tony Storm opened up an OnlyFans account. Uh, to do modeling and such, and to, I, I guess, was it she's charging like $20? Yeah. 
and then probably has other unlockable content for more money. And so they estimated based off how many people liked the first image and how much it is for a subscription that within the first hour she had made uh, a, a guesstimated 10, 10 grand before OnlyFans takes their cut, which I don't know what their percentage is or how that wow. looks. Wow. Um, I can't imagine it's even 50%, right? Like I don't think there's any platform that takes 50%. So let's say it even was an hour and five grand. It's mm -hmm. still awesome. And then to think that here we are a few days later and those numbers have only continued to rise. So <laughs> it's very successful. Yeah. And a lot of people are really happy for her and talking about uh, their heavy support and the, the get the bag mentality. And a lot of people saying that this was the smartest business decision she made because she made such high amount of money in such a short period of time. I will say, first off, we don't know what she walked away from with WWE. We yeah. don't. Secondly, we do know that one of the highest paid people in WWE is a woman. We do know that, that Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks are constantly, I believe Charlotte Flair's in the conversation too, as, as like some of their top uh, earners, right? So it's not like being in WWE means you are going to be capped at, at certain money, right? But you do enter in at a certain level, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't understand other contracts. Those numbers aren't there. But I am saying it's a little weird for the internet to say this is a good business decision or bad business decision when we all really don't know the decision that she made. And we really don't know long term what that does. I also find it really weird that we haven't seen her pop up anywhere at all. Yeah. Why is Tony not well, able to get a book? Well, you know we I mean? she she did sign up uh, for I think it may have been New York uh, to do signings. Yeah, a couple of signings. I so saw. that was it. That's as far as I've seen. But it does make me think. Remember when we talked about when she walked out? Mm -hmm. I said this feels like could potentially be harmful because if I'm a promoter, what does that look like to me? Plus, also not only did she walk out and say she flew herself home to New, New Zealand. But the second she got her release, it was like a day later, she posted pictures of herself in Florida. Yeah. At just, some party that was ongoing. Just on was, the beach. It was on the beach, but she had like a bracelet for a specific show that was happening. So we knew it wasn't like an old picture. Yeah. And so it was all like, so she didn't fly herself back. <laughs> she was in Florida the whole time and is still in Florida now. I wouldn't be shocked to find out that promoters are saying the same thing that I said where I got, where I thought, that's kind of a bad look. I don't know if I'm a promoter, if I trust someone who just walks out on such a big deal, especially given that Tony Storm was in a program with Charlotte Flair. Like it or not, that's a main event program. You know, whether we like Charlotte or not is irrelevant. Charlotte Flair is constantly in main events. She's in the title picture. Like, that's a lot to walk away from. And if I'm an indie guy or an indie promoter, what can I offer her that she didn't already have? Mm -hmm. And how do I know she's going to show up? I don't know. You know, it does make it a little bit weird, a little, little complex. Um, Amanda, what did you think about the about what's going on with her? You know, I thought, good on you, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where I've noticed a lot of indie wrestlers have been getting extra money mm -hmm. from. So, yay. Mm -hmm. But um, but at that volume, that that just blows me away. It's like yeah. 10 grand in like, what, an hour? Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that just blows me away. And I think that if she's making ten grand an hour, it makes me wonder who else could probably bring in that kind of money. Well, or if there's the other thing, right? It's really a yeah, that comes money. But it, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but still, yeah. but still, you know, you're getting you're getting that content. You know what I mean? So, 
But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see an issue with it. But with the indie promoters, though, and with what she's been doing, I mean, let, let's face it. Okay, she's married to Juice Robinson, mm-hmm. and Juice is not in Japan right now. Mm. So because he didn't do the G the G one, right. so um, I guess that's where they were living. I mean, because he's been doing the uh, New Japan Strong. That's yeah. all. We, that's based in the U.S. So yeah. I don't know. It is kind of a bad look, but there must be something behind her not wrestling and walking mm-hmm. away. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that she wants to probably disclose it, and I think we'll never know. That's also fine. For me, her getting uh, uh, an OnlyFans, and I'll say hi to Spinnerfox coming through, asking if she made more than Scarlet. I really don't know. Uh, I don't know what Scarlet's making or any of them. Uh, it was just, it was just the conversation that um, that we saw tweeted out of, oh, look, in the first hour, she's already secured that amount, and yeah, well, which is great. But I don't know how that's relative to other people necessarily, uh, or in relation to. Uh, for me, when I see that she does the OnlyFans and she's not come back to wrestling, it bums me out as a fan <laughs> because. I'm a fan of her as a wrestler. And no matter how pretty she is, I don't really buy those kinds of magazines to begin with. So, like, I don't see myself getting a subscription. I purchase more t-shirts than I do nudes. uh, Or non-nudes. So it's like, for me, I'm bummed because I've been a big fan of her as a wrestler for a long time. And she had done, she posed stuff before in other magazines and stuff in Japan and, and, and all that. And I never paid any mind to it because it just didn't seem relevant to me. But if that's, like, all yeah. we're getting now, that's a bummer, man. Like, I want to see her back in the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see her on the web. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if part of it is that she hasn't been getting any bookings. I wonder if this was a reaction to not getting booked. If it was like, well, I better do something. <laughs> Something's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I... Sorry, can I go? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, if you look at the, the economics of OnlyFans, you know, there've been like publications Mm -hmm. out there that really only a third of the money earned on the site is made by like the top 1%. So like the celebrities, the people who are already known. So that's what she definitely has going for her, right? Mm -hmm. She's already well known. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to make money for everyone, but, um, since she's already, she's already popular. Yeah. She's going to get that that cash flow but yeah i'm a little concerned just with like the reason why because i i find this trend more often than not and i don't have a problem like with burlesque with stripping like cool do whatever you want whatever you makes you feel great right but i just i i wonder if a lot of these women if they're just doing it because they feel they have to like that's where i kind of think it's like a bummer um, and I have seen the argument on Twitter where someone said, oh, you know, we have to do this because the Indies doesn't pay us. And it's like, well, I don't think that argument holds up because that's <laughs> not every man on the Indies is making a lot. So I don't think that's really a valid argument. And that shouldn't be that shouldn't be like what you have to do if you don't want to. Right. Yeah. Um, and not everyone. <laughs> I, th- I think it's it, not everyone wants to do that. Um, and I kind of think it's a bummer for new folks coming in, um, you know, new women. Like, is this now the standard, right? Is yeah, is precedent. this is the standard being set, the precedent that 
oh, well, you're a woman, you know, if you want to make money, this is what you have to do. Like, I think that's kind of shitty. And I think we've come so far from what I've been told. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, didn't grow up with wrestling, but uh, it looks like people like Sasha, Bailey, like all these women have really made strides to get, get themselves looked at as wrestlers. We're not just bikini <laughs> models. We're not just pretty faces. Like we are athletes. Yeah. And I think that's such a, that's, that's such an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if OnlyFans is actually going to empower so much as, you know, when you go to indie shows, are you going to get more slut shaming? Are you going to get these storylines with women just being in as, you know, like, you know, sexual icons or, you know, like, I don't, I don't really know where that's leading us is, is my only thought. Um, yeah, and um, if, and if you don't see males doing this as much, like number one, like that, that sucks, right? Because then, yeah, maybe they are getting paid more. Like maybe we should do something about that in that arena. But I think like I, I'm on the same page as Marsh in that, like, I like her as a wrestler and I, I would like to see her wrestle. Like I only follow folks that get out of uh, certain companies like I'll follow them if they continue to wrestle if they stop wrestling and they're doing stuff that I'm not interested in I'm not going to follow them you yeah. know I mean like so. let's take Sarah Rowe for example she's doing great stuff in her her business outside of wrestling she's doing yeah. that YouTube channel she got that workout thing yeah yep. that uh, mm -hmm. nutrition thing it's all great and I yeah. am so happy she's found a, another niche and something else she can do oh yeah but at the end of the day that product's not for me, I'm, I'm not interested in it, so I just kind yeah. of stopped paying attention to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a hunter, so I'm not going to go follow everything that she does. Yeah. No. Now, Carmela, she makes wine, so I'm definitely following her. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I'm all about that. But yeah. Bellas, when they had their wine, we were paying attention to their wine. Just because yes. we were more interested in wine. If Tony released a wine, I'd be very interested. You know, yeah. Because if, it's the kind of thing I purchase. Yeah. If she was doing acting and started going to movies, I'd be like, hey, let's watch it. Let's check it out. Yeah. You know, I'd support her in those ways. Mm -hmm. But when it's just, you know, look at my boobs, look at my butt, I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, I already, I already knew you're beautiful. I don't. You don't need to convince me, you know, yeah. and I just hope that it doesn't it. I hope it doesn't make her try to be something that she doesn't want to be or she isn't. You yeah, know, I hope it's that's not a decision based off desperation of just not being able to make if no one bringing her because that's also, that's the danger. Yeah. That's the danger with a lot of them that it starts to control them versus otherwise. And, and it could potentially set the precedent for other ones. Do you think yeah. that there's a possibility that some promoters specifically don't pay the women as much because they assume they have an OnlyFans at this point? Mm. Do you think it's actually... No. Could be, no? Mm. Okay. No. Mm -mm. Not, at all. Not at, at all. I'm hoping not. Yeah. If you're saying no, then cool. Because I don't talk to the promoters like you do. Uh, well, I know I can use West Coast Pro as an example. Mm -hmm. They get paid what the boys get paid. And I mean, cool. not because there's like marquee people. I mean, some of them are pretty marquee, you know, we've got, you know, extra shimmer champ for God, Nicole, the boy has been with shimmer champ forever. Yeah. And then we've got like Masha Slamovich and all of mm -hmm. these people coming in. I mean, hell we're having Debbie Malenko coming in mm -hmm. next, uh, next month. So it's like, geez. So I think that there are some who pay the same. I think defy is one as well. And prestige wrestling is another one too so i think that there are places that do there are places that don't and it's just because it's the um 
brother mentality, you know, that people still have. Like, that's what we did in the territories. So let's, you know, continue. I mean, I just kind of flash back to when we went to Royal Rumble 19 and there was some, some, uh, or no, we were at a Sasha, Sasha and Bailey signing. We were waiting in line and I could see behind the curtain, this dude just like was obviously was not paying. And so kind of creeped around the back and was like taking pictures of their asses. And I was really pissed. And I saw this happen to Scarlett too. when we went to mm-hmm. one of, uh, Starcast. Starcast yeah. At like, you know, you just see these guys that are just like taking pictures and just completely sexualizing the women. And I, it, it infuriates me because I'm like, they're not trying to do that, man. Like this, they're, yeah, they're sexy, they're cute, whatever. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's not what, that's not what they should just be viewed as. And no. I just, I just wonder where this will take us. And I hope that. I hope that she's like in a good place is yeah. all is yeah. all I'm thinking yeah. like because yeah. if not especially knowing the history of you know having shots leaked right um, and all the depression that came with that like I hope that she's uh, not gonna take a, a dark turn is yeah all. I hope this was her plan I, th- I hope that this was like something she had wanted to do and it was a desire and if that's it then that's that's good for her right as far as me as a fan that's bad for me as a fan because it doesn't give me the product I want Yes. Uh, I'm going to hit the chat real quick. Splinter Fox is in there. Uh, he said, Tony was promising. I think I would have a second thoughts uh, to get into my promotion. Uh, and is uh, her 90s up yet, though? I think the way that she was released, my understanding, the way it was reported, was that there wasn't a non-compete on it because it was a break of contract kind of a deal that they just... But I don't know. I don't remember how it all panned out. But uh, 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 I will say that if she's officially opened... Uh, and OnlyFans and is doing signings, then it's safe to say that she's not under any non-compete. Uh, let's see. Spinnerfox says, um, enjoy better getting OnlyFans. I think it's about the grind. Uh, he says, marking them, mark, um, marking themselves and networking would be help on the indie scene. Hell, Twitch would be a choice too. Colt is right now playing NHL and Castle was painting an hour ago on Twitch. Yeah, just getting visibility on them, getting people to like them, you know. <laughs> He goes, investing money is the key. Be ready for the worst. If you get the e-money, uh, king about what else – oh, think about what else you can do out of wrestling to invest. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're making that money. <laughs> yeah, and – And then he says, uh, I bet some promoters think that, the under, <clears throat> that uh, they will underpay the women, but they will make it up at their table of swag they're going to sell. And I remember mm-hmm. that at, at, at NWA. I was surprised how every single woman on the card – had bikini pictures that they were signing and oh. I went up to their table to buy something to to support them and all it was was like bikini and lingerie photos signed and they're like, Oh, you want any of these signed? I was like, No. I can't put these up in my wall. Like this isn't gonna go up in my house. I was hoping for a cool picture of you and gear right. with a title right. or looking like a badass. Badass like being a right. fucking wrestler. Right, right. I don't not looking for the swimsuit edition. Yeah, I mean I, I look around our home and all of our shamburgers are really cool wrestling poses or them in action you know and it's like that's that's one of the reasons we like watching we don't like watching just because you're pretty like that's yeah we've talked about before that's an added bonus on something that we want to see already you know like we're in the best of both worlds where we do have very beautiful people who also happen to be very talented where historically in wrestling we kind of had one or the other right um (laughs) And I'm trying not. I'm not trying to knock on anyone, but I'm saying like when you think about the on mass and what the belief was with fandom, that's kind of what the belief was. And now we're in a in a world where no, you kind of get to have it all. 
Yeah, and I mean, uh, even even I went to a concert the other day for uh, uh, a performer I really like, and I went to her merch table to see. I was like, oh, I want to support her, buy some extra merch. Yep, yep. And all of them had her tits out, had her <laughs> naked on one, and I was like, I'm not wearing any of this. I'm, I'm not. not do yeah, this. I'm not wearing it. Like, I think you're beautiful, but I don't like need to. I don't <laughs> feel the need to promote that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I can appreciate it, but not like. Wanted. Just give me a logo. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, it was a bummer. Like, I, I ended up walking away from the merch table with nothing because I was like, "There's, you're not selling anything that I would ever own or wear or uh, represent. Like, it's and, weird. That's mm-hmm. not even how I think of you as a performer. You know, and I, I also have read that, um, you know, as positive as OnlyFans uh, seems to be for a lot of women, um, the downside can be that it exposes them to, like, the risk of harassment. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very cautious of it. Like I I see the positives, but then there is there there are negatives, you know. And I just really hope I hope that she doesn't get that because that's just that's just something you just you know she doesn't need that. Like yeah. I, I you know for mental health, like I really hope that she's um, you know using it for mm. what she planned to, but I hope it's not um, a last ditch last minute kind yeah. of decision Hopefully um that 20 dollars mark keeps some of that out because i think that i mean who knows you never know I there's crazy too many people spend 20 bucks expecting more maybe they are maybe it's maybe it's really half and half but mm. i think that hey, the higher I, paid I, ones they expect a, a different someone who's knowing what they're getting what are you gonna say amanda i was gonna say i pay 20 dollars a month to colt so i can get a swear <laughs> word on a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but well, you know yeah, uh, but that's different. I know, but um, no. I respect the women of wrestling more than the males. If I see some perv taking photos of them at a con, I will call that motherfucker out. Shit, I'm willing to fight that perv hey. too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then it opens up that conversation more, and it's just one of those things where it's all like, look, no, it's not bad, and yes, it's great and empowering, but are there other effects? Like the Divas yes. era, yes, exactly, was. was hitched on swim, swimsuit issues, lingerie issues, uh, DVDs, uh, divas undress, <laughs> you know what I mean? Pillow yeah. fights, like that. they were paraded that way. And if our argument about about Carmella talking to her fiance on air is that we're getting too close to the divas era, I mean, yeah. if, if the conversation online, and this is part of the point. Exactly. This is a large conversation online and it's taken up a chunk of our show. And it's about someone on their OnlyFans. It's not about their wrestling, and that's the yes. bummer of it. Yes. I also don't buy into the whole, like, well, if promoters paid more, I wouldn't have to do this. It yes. really comes down to, like I said, you can always make more money. There's, right. Are you telling me that it's a bad business decision for a young woman to get a job at a grocery store versus stripping, even though she'll be making a fraction of the money? Like, I don't like when people say it's a good business decision because I feel like that, that undermines the people who aren't in the position or willing to do that. Right. And I think that it's definitely a personal choice and it's different than just good versus bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, a really complex com- uh, concept, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to see negative effects. I don't want to see women, you know, slut shamed or I, I don't want that to be an excuse for like shitty ter- uh shitty uh, storylines, you know, like, well, she's got an OnlyFans, so we can just make her, you know, this whatever character. Yeah, and we're which, seeing it already. Which will feed into what we what we uh, mm-hmm. plan to talk about tonight. But that's that's what I'm thinking. Like, and I'm not saying that what she's doing is horrible. I just no. I'm kind of we're we're kind of looking at the overall picture of just wrestling in general, 
and how OnlyFans is impacting that. Like, yeah, I'm I, looking at it from yeah. a fan perspective how, of wrestling. How does it impact how women are viewed in storylines? Because they've come such a we've come such a long way, and mm-hmm. like, don't we deserve more? Like, yes, deserve more money. Yes, deserve better stories. Yes, still gonna have dudes talk about like mm-hmm. our bodies like that you know it just yeah. i don't know I'm, I'm kind of thrown up in the air and i really want to support her yeah but on the flip side this is what i'm thinking of so i don't know if maybe yeah. we're the only women who are thinking of that amanda and i don't I, know but... yeah no definitely because i feel the same way you do and the one promotion who i thought would be the first one to book her is warrior wrestling mm-hmm. yeah just mm-hmm. because of the caliber of the talent they've been booking. Yep. And I haven't seen that yet. And they're another one who I'm pretty sure pays the women just as much as the men because they've got some, you know, pretty pretty good talent. But the problem with I think with women on the indies, there's a lot who are not that great and they rely on their physical attributes to get them forward. And that's the problem. I think <coughs> one of the problems. And then, you know, but there's a lot of double standards in the yes. industry, obviously, because we're talking about the creepy guy taking pictures of butts and whatever. Hi, mm-hmm. I took this picture. Sorry. Yes. So if you're if you're yeah. listening to us on podcast behind Amanda yeah. is a picture of uh, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks uh, and his mm-hmm. very prominent bootay. Yeah, he's got a big old butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's when he won the NWA, the you know, the, the television championship. And he was doing this in front of the hard cam and we're facing the hard cam. So what do I get? Hey, I'm not going to complain about the view. Not going to complain. But there is that double standard because then men will go and say to me, oh, that's creepy, that's gross and disgusting. But on the other hand, they're the ones who are like looking at, oh my God, did you see her boob fell out or, you know, or, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know, why is she wrestling in that? Or, ooh, 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 this is hot, this is not. So that's where for me, and it's kind of appropriate that I put this picture up, is, you know, why, why is there that double standard? Because there is, and it comes in other, not only just this topic of conversation, but other forms too which I know we'll get into, but, but yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. it's a good butt shot. If you're not, you know, <laughs> if you're not watching, yeah. but <laughs> see, there's watch. I analyze this. This is not a little cheap leak, but he's better off in booty shorts than what he's wearing now. Yeah. The uh, same. Kiro's coming through. Cheers to Kiro. And Spinner Fox says, uh, I would love to see Warrior Wrestling get a major investor and get a TV deal or a YouTube deal. Yeah, Warrior what? Wrestling's doing fucking great stuff. I mean, the fact that they're the first ones to get Athena versus Thunder. Yes. Kind of like, yes. ooh, it's messing up there. Uh, Atlanta Thrasher mm-hmm. coming through. Uh, says, I quit watching wrestling 20 years ago because I got tired of all the bra and panty matches. I'm a man, not a creep. I know it's not perfect, and I don't watch WWE, but I love AEW's approach, like Layla Hirsch. Uh, I hear you, but uh, I'll see your Layla Hirsch and raise you uh, uh, a Paige Van Zant. They've been using Paige Van Zant's OnlyFans uh, in a very uh, tasteless way on their program for months now. Uh, so much so that wow. uh, Jericho said, yeah. "Wouldn't you like to have uh, come into the ring and uh, with five men take on five men so you can put on your OnlyFans?" Yeah, what the uh, fuck? This week, Dan Lambert mm-hmm. said, uh, "If you get nine ninety nine a month." Uh, from your folks, you can uh, purchase 
Page's uh, fan site and see why Orange Cassidy keeps his hands in his pocket. So he's saying people are masturbating. Right, right. right. You have MJF telling CM Punk that the only thing he's good at is getting into Britt Baker's pants, Mm -hmm. and no one says otherwise. They all just smile and Mm -hmm. nod. Mm -hmm. You have them Mm -hmm. calling Tay Conti Lucha Horrorist. Yep. Lucha Horus? Is that what Lucha you said? Lucha yep. called her a whore. And called her a lucha just because she's Brazilian. Because Brazilian and Spanish are the same as Mexican, apparently. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Just, it's yeah. not all the it's same. It's a dinosaur, apparently. Well, it's a dinosaur. When I heard that, I'm like, you're a dinosaur? You're a lucha dinosaur? Who's a yeah. whore? Oh, I don't understand but this. Whoever they wrote. Called, they called Brandy Rhodes a slut and talked about her having fake boobs. I'm saying, like, the problem is that these are all storylines. These yes. are whether or not they're getting heel heat or getting the crowd to boo. Right, right. Because that's the argument. Oh, well, they're just trying to be heels. They're just trying yeah. to... Yeah, uh, so... Atlanta Thrasher says, I was half watching that scene. I thought they were making fun of Luchasaurus. No, they were making that's... fun of her for being Spanish, and they got it wrong. Calling her Lucha yeah. Horus, it's calling her a whore, first yeah. off. Secondly, it's calling her a Lucha because she's Spanish, but she's Brazilian, <laughs> and Luchas are Mexican. So it was like so many rounds of like, who the fuck cleared oh, this as an okay God. thing to say? Because it's also not okay. like, boo, Dan Lambert. It's kind of like, Tony Khan's an idiot if he's letting this stuff through. You know yeah, I mean? as a Chicana, I'm like, wait a minute. She's not Mexican. Number two, mm-hmm. not all Mexicans are luchadors. Like, it's That's just, true, too. There's <laughs> so, many, so many fucked up things about this. But um, yeah. going back to Atlantic Thrasher, um, I thought the same thing. I thought they were talking about Luchasaurus. Um, and these are things that will negatively impact we were saying are negatively impacting the wrestling community as a whole. So like, yeah. do we want to keep promoting like this sexist attitude, whether or not women are intending to do this? Like, I don't think they're mm-hmm. obviously like, yeah, make your money. Like you're hot, you're beautiful. Like, you know, I want women to be able to make money, but in the same, on t- the same token, like I don't want these portrayals to come out in storylines and I just feel like, you know, the indie women are kind of like, it feels like they're, we're almost pigeonholing ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I do see a couple comments in here too. Carol says, when does it just become sexist versus storyline? Exactly. Oh, wait, only when it's on WWE for one. But also for two, my complaint also is that it's not isolated. Like I yeah. just named four or five characters and stories that are all utilizing the woman as a whore approach. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when they called Brandy, Brandy Rhodes a slut, and she grabbed a mic to say something. The whole crowd started chanting, shut the fuck up. Because they didn't even care for her to stand up for herself. Yeah. Like, I'm just yeah. saying that it's already a problem that they need to get under control. Because using it in storyline here and there, okay. You also had Ruby Soho show up. And in her first promo against Brit, saying, you're in the back sleeping around with guys. Yeah. Yeah. Referring to Adam Cole, who's her long-term boyfriend. <laughs> he might even be engaged at this point. Like, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're using it too often right now already and it'd be one thing if it was strictly a page van zant thing because she's sort of a fish out of water she's new to the scene like they don't know enough about her to so they maybe poke fun and dan lambert says it's a good thing well these guys say it's a bad thing but this is almost all the women in their stories and almost all their women in general and we can compare that to let's say like 2.0 where mandy rose (laughs) is a sexy hot badass you know like we're just trying to think of how how is this how is this changing how people view women Yeah, just in general? Cause we're not saying that all one company is good or bad. Right. We have Correct. to, we have to look at it as the overarching like community. 
Yeah. I ha- didn't like when in that one Mandy scene, she falls in the guy's lap and he says, I have to stay sitting here. And I was like, okay, we don't need to exactly. hear a dude say he's got a boner because Mandy Rose fell in his lap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't like that one that. bit either. Yeah, we're yeah. getting a little no. too junior high for me, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Just just yeah. in general. I don't need to see <laughs> that. I don't care to see that. And maybe it's just they're trying to focus on that young crowd and this is how you do it. But like, I feel like in 2022, there should be a better way. Yeah. There should be a better way. Yeah. And Spinner Fox says Andy's storyline needs to yeah. stop as well. And that's true too. Like even the idea that they're having this makeout contest back and forth was stupid oh. and horrible. I didn't like it one mm-hmm. bit. Yes. But at the same time, mm-hmm. no one was out there on the mic calling them whores either. True. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I didn't like it. I don't need it. It could go away for sure. But my my concern for especially someone as good as Tony Storm. Yes. If we see yeah. her pop up in AEW, which was the thought, she's out of WWE, at least she'll go to AEW and go to a good spot and, and maybe make a, make a wave. At this point, when I look at the storylines in AEW with their women, I don't know if I want her over there because the first thing they're going to do is trash her and call her a whore. Yeah. Because of this stupid fucking site. Like, I know. Are they just going to sexualize her and demean her? Is yeah, is really just what we're thinking. Else. Yep. And it's, yeah. it's just, it's something that they need to get under control because I know that everyone wanted the Attitude Era back, but I think people <laughs> who grew up during the Attitude Era and look back on it, remember the this bad the parts same. too. Yes. <laughs> and this isn't the same. Yeah. And I know, I know it's we're not, not there the yet. I know we're not there yet, but there were things about the AEW show that really struck me back to like 2003, where I was like, oh shit, I remember this type of speech in high school. Like, I remember this kind of like negative, like the negativity, like, and I just don't think the new generation needs this, right? Like, we're in, we're just in a whole new world. 2022, Me Too movement, like, come on, we we can get more creative than this, guys. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, I was going to say the sad part, the whole Me Too movement, again, there's that double standard of a lot of people who are like, oh, well, we need to cancel this person. But yet, on the other hand, they're, oh, this person's hot or this person's whatever, look at her boobs, you know, whatever. So that's where it's kind of like ugh, cringeworthy. Yeah, I mean, me. no, I, I agree. Like, I think, oh. Wow, remember when there was like that hot or not side or like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like those, those cringy yeah. things that you're just like, oh, well, that was back then. That's not 2022. Yeah. Like yeah. we've come, we've come a long way. Yeah, the 90s was wild. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Let me but, catch up a little bit on, oh, go ahead, man. Yeah, I was going to say with 2.0, that's why I think with Wendy Chu also, another reason why I adore her is because that's yeah. something different. She's yeah. totally covered up almost like head to toe yeah you know has great she's got great in shape and she's got great moves but she doesn't have to rely on her body and i think that's a very positive statement and i don't think maybe people realize that that's also that kind of energy she's putting out into the crowd because i was Mm -hmm. thinking of bailey yeah same kind of you know same kind of feeling and stuff because you don't necessarily you know obviously little kids are going to love it but at the same time it's more i think a step ahead for women saying you don't need to look like you're a street walker or whatever you know you don't need to do that you know as long as you have you know good skills and you build a character that people would take interest in that i think that's pretty much you know 
Yeah. But people, mm-hmm. when would they forget that? Yeah. So, because, yeah. yeah. And when the conversation so. for days comes about because a woman is posing online, it starts to go like, what are, what are we putting out there? <laughs> I mean, just like as, as yeah. wrestling fans that are even ingesting whatever we can find wrestling related, yeah. When even the wrestling news sites are like, let's talk about Tony Con- or Tony Storm and OnlyFans for a while. It's kind of like, yeah. Shouldn't you almost just let that be a side thing because it's irrelevant to her wrestling at this time? Yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. That's all. Like, I mean, I don't know why it'd be the fact it became an uproar, and there was all this back and forth. I was kind of like, shouldn't it just kind of go unnoticed by us because we're just like fans, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, Squinter Fox does say we all know who is the con man. Did such a dumbass. Oh, about the 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 Thunderosa Athena match that he missed. Uh, let's see, Lancers, what's up with that? It sounded like he was promoting her OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, Dan Lambert was promoting her, her page. Uh, Spinner Fox says the whole team we'll belt comment pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll um, get into that. He said, uh, also, Lance Thrash said, to be fair, he started watching wrestling by watching Dark, and they don't do that stuff on Dark, which is true. And I think it's usually a more competitive show as far as the matches go, too, right? Like, you've always had, like, Dark, I thought. Well, everyone I like who's employed by AEW only really wrestles on dark and elevation so yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but i mean but you know i mean here, here's another newsworthy thing that happened this week okay so these you know journalists and all these other people you know we're talking about tony storm but hey did you you know you're really not covering that sonata of new japan his orbital his orbital bone is broken who did it ocean spray because he's not a safe wrestler but i'm I'm, personal feelings aside if you're like the best in the world or you claim to be you know you shouldn't also you know not be someone who injures people because he has injured other people too but you're not talking about that or you know the g1 because there's lots of things to talk about now you know i mean it's especially because we're heading toward mania and all of that stuff so I just kind of am, I don't want to say disappointed, but, you know, yeah. I just, it's just another reason for me not to like, and not like necessarily, but listen to those people or read something. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you can't talk about everything, and you're only talking about what everyone else is talking about, then, yeah, I'm not interested. And if you want to talk about clear biases and just the, the, the nature of it all, or what it really boils down to, is I don't see them announcing that Nia Jax has announced she's putting them together in OnlyFans too. <laughs> oh, I was going to mention that, but because, no one's talking about um, that because they don't like them. Like they don't like Nia the way that they like no. Tony. You know what I mean? And that's what I think. That's also I'm part sure, of the yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, know? that is part of the problem. <laughs> but it's like you go, girlfriend. If you want to, you know, if you want to do that. Yeah, she was a model. But, you know, yeah, Maya was a model before she got into wrestling. Yeah, yeah plus she was like going back to what she was doing. Yeah, she, yeah, that's yeah. So it makes sense for her. Yeah, I thought she mm-hmm. was a great model. Um, yeah, oh, let me but see. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish covering this chat, guys. Okay. Uh, uh, Lana Thrasher says he follows mostly the lower cards. Fox says Sammy needs to be in the doghouse for that dumb comment. If anybody's a whore in that storyline, it's Sammy. Uh, Oh, nice no comment. comment for having your women's champion on national TV for less than a minute. Uh, yep. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yep. Indie store lining stop. Uh, Atlanta Thrasher says, that's why I like the wingmen. They're all about good. They're all about looking good and being hot, but only for each other. Uh, they're no, there picking up ladies uh, or anything. We need more of that on both hands. Oh, they're not there picking up ladies or anything. They're just yeah, mm. flexing at each other. And stuff. They're terrible. 
No, they try to pick up ladies. Okay, just pretty Peter Avalon and his. Yeah, they're just bad at it. You know that Hollywood hunk bullshit. Come on, come on. I'll 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 argue that. He says uh, at this point I don't want any new talent in AEW. People are being left behind. Where yep. the hell is Ruby at, at, at anyways? And Martinez Thank and Hater, Ford and Dave and Cheetah. It's sickening to me. Yep. And Thrasher mm-hmm. agrees and says they're pushing all their dark roster even further back and abandoned. I saw her for the first time this week. She could easily be the face of the women's division or Abaddon. Um, I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of that gimmick, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. I definitely see. Yeah. What you mean. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. It's says, different. Wrestling news site just won all the traffic. The YouTube show of AEWs are way better. Thrasher says they used to be more squash matches, but they're starting to have promos and plots on there now. Oh, that's cool. I'm talking about dark. Yeah. No. Fox says, yep, sucks Sonata being out. I hope they don't strip him of the title. And Elena says, Peter hasn't picked up any ladies, only on BTE and the hunk. He's just being a hunk. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you going to say? I'm also just wondering how this is going to affect, you know, the kids watching, right? Because we had, I remember a few years ago, we took a... a yeah friend's kid to a live show and he looked at Lacey Evans not knowing who she was and said why isn't she just be a stripper you know so it's like you got to think about like how is this impacting the future wrestling fans like yeah they're not dumb because the kid was like not. what 10 or 11 yeah and she came out and she did the strat out to the ring and she did that thing on the ropes where she kind of like bends Strips. over at the waist and goes through it oh yeah and he looked at me like confused like why is she doing that yep and then at one point he goes on the ride home, he said, he goes, I think Lacey Evans would be happier if she was a stripper. Yep. And I was all like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, he'd never seen anything of hers. He didn't know who she was. Yeah, so he didn't watch the, t- the program regularly. I just took him to a live show because I watch wrestling with him when it comes to town. It's right. Things. So like, I don't know. I just feel like we can't, we can't assume that, you know, Every fan who, every casual fan who watches is going to understand. And a lot of that fan base, like they are children. They are children, right? I think they're adolescents. Children, uh, adolescents, yeah. Thrasher says, I can watch Dark with my boy, but I can't watch Dynamite. The cursing and extreme violence was enough. Yeah, and then mm. you put this in there as well. And absolutely. I think there's a, they're definitely, they're definitely trying to get us a very specific market. And I do think it's, it's a very specific kind of adolescent minded. Hmm. Beavis and Butthead type audience. <laughs> and I don't mean that to knock anybody who watches it necessarily, but I do think it's funny when people go, oh, AEW is much more adult. <laughs> and I go, in the same way Beavis and Butthead was much more adult than Rugrats, yes. Right, right. But do you see a lot of adults loving Beavis and Butthead? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's I'm... kind of more of a high schooler. Yeah, thing. you look back on it and you reminisce and you're like, haha, I was so dumb. I love that. Yeah. You know, but you don't look at it and rewatch it because you're like, Oh no! This was this was insightful and this was great. Like no, yeah, you, you knew what you knew. You knew where you were in life. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, let's see. Spinnerbox says the bunny too. Why is she not wrestling? Seems she got her flowers in that street fight match, and now she's left in the back for good uh, or signing autos before the match. Yeah, I wonder too. Like, I think a lot of people thought that that was going to be a big thing for Bunny, and I felt like the only person who came out the other side like with more stuff going on was Tay Conti. And I feel like it's because they realistically storyline because she's dating Sammy. She's in Sammy's storyline now. None of the women in that are like really going much further. If I, if I remember correctly, I don't remember everybody in that match. Um, but yeah, uh, that's just to say that, that I do think it's 
as a fan of the person, cool, make the money, whatever you feel comfortable with, all that stuff. But as far as like me as a wrestling fan goes, it's a bummer to just not see her in the ring anywhere and to think that the only place I'm going to see her is is in a place like that is is a bummer, not out of a disrespect, but out of a just I don't buy not the content I get. It's not right. what I consume. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, for me, it means less Tony, not more. Yep. And I've been following her since before NXT UK. Yeah. I remember thinking like, She's special. She could main event main uh, WrestleMania one year, and uh, watching her go as far as she did, and then walking away. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons behind it all, and I'm not trying to yeah. discount even what she did or the decisions that she's made in any of that. I believe wholeheartedly she's making every decision she makes with the belief that it's the best thing for her, and I respect anyone who does those things, no matter how crazy or scary it seems, right? Uh, but for me as a wrestling fan and a fan of a wrestling, I'm bummed out because it means that I'm not seeing more Tony. Yeah. I mean, you invest a lot. We invest a lot in watching these performers. And so I think also without an explanation, not that she owes us one, but it just felt very abrupt. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. It feels a little weird to me. And I'm, it, I'm the same way about some other folks who just, up and like let their contract go or just left and went to AEW. Like I, I feel like, you know, give me some sort of transition. Like if you really felt this way, if you really believe this cool, but to, to just have no explanation. It's a little weird. A little it, jarring. It, it's a little, yeah, it's a little off to me. I wouldn't even be bothered at all. If she came out on some podcast, let's say Colt's podcast because Amanda likes podcasts. So it's Colt. <laughs> uh, and let's say that she said, Look, I just I, I took a specific bump, and my my life flashed before my eyes, and I really regretted a lot of stuff. And I thought to myself, I don't think I want to do this. My husband was in Japan, and, and yeah. I was in Florida, and all I thought was, yeah. what am I doing this for? This isn't fun. I don't like it. I'd much rather be at home. And you know what? I can always go back to modeling because of the stuff she did in Japan. I always liked doing the magazine shoots and models in Japan. Maybe I could do more of that here. Yeah, if she's so much to put that out there. I go, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah, Kari Sane. Told us, hey, I want to have a family. I, I want to be home. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Go go enjoy life. Do that. We still love you. If you ever want to come back. you know. But like, I will also say that that is not to say that Tony Storm owes any of us anything. Right. She doesn't owe us an explanation. But it would just make it make sense. But as yeah. we know, as we've talked about time and time again since episode one, a lot of the stuff's never going to make sense to us. And a lot of it, a lot of the conversation online, a lot of what the IWC is trying to do is make sense of things that don't make sense. Right. That's right. part of our minds as wrestling fans because wrestling is so weird that a lot of things jump around and don't make sense. So we piece it together ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how we've been fans for so long. We fill the gaps. <laughs> but when someone passes away, when someone disappears, when someone quits the job, when someone gets released, we all try to make sense of it. And I'm not saying that any of those circumstances are owed to the fan base to, to give us that sense. But I will say that's probably why the conversation happens because we're just trying to make sense of it all. Amanda? Well, you know, um, one of the things, not actually I was thinking about this, but with like Tony, I mean, again, I'm another person who I've been watching her a long time. And I'm like, someone's got to somewhere grab her because I, yeah. I was, there's no way. I mean, she's so talented. But people forget that. And I think that it's a shame now i think with ty conti and sammy um and i'm not saying this because i don't like sammy guevara but it's kind of creepy it's weird yeah. in a way I mean, 
And it also makes me think that maybe you're not as good of a wrestler as you were trying to portray her. And this is the kind of stuff that she needs to rely on. And I think that's kind of that's kind of sad. But well, I don't know. Think about her stuff even on Dark. Everyone was when she would have a match on Dark. The only thing I would see is people posting gifs of her smiling or dancing. No one ever talked mm-hmm. about how good the match was. No one showed mm-hmm. any moves or anything. It was always like, no. look how cute she is. Mm-hmm. Look at she dances well. Yeah. It was all the. I mean, it was the same shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. Yeah. Um, let me catch up on the chat, and I'll throw it back to you, Amanda. That's because mm-hmm. a lot going on here. Uh, Thrasher says, "Heck, I forgot all that QT Marshall and the bunny stuff." He was brainwashed by her over-sexualization. Yep, all that happened, came and went. Um, Fox says, I'm sorry, but if anybody needs to wrestle in dark for six months, it's Tay. She was doing so good, now I see why WWE released her. Oh, um, wow. Oh. I think she's. I think she is uh, one of the more overrated right now, and I think it's because of her looks, and I think she's someone who has a lot of potential and could do so much more. Yeah. And I don't think she's given the opportunity to do more. And yeah. I do think that that is a, a, it is a shame. Because oh. I don't think that I don't think we're getting a highlighted version of what Tay Conti's capable of. Right. We're putting her out there because of the way that she looks in a way that strips away what her potential is. You right. know what I mean? I, I yep. I'm yep. not trying to say that in a way that I'm trying to be fair, you know what I mean? But like I don't I don't see it either because also like I said, when I watch wrestling it's not for someone's looks. So when I watch Tay Conte, I don't go, This is amazing. I go, Oh, I see potential, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Kiro says, I feel the need to point out Kenny Omega uh, mentioned at one point he was the one in charge of helping and promoting AEW's women's division. He left all this backstage stuff uh, when he got hurt as well, and it immediately went bad. Who's doing the women's division now then? Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah. Um, Spinner Fox says, I see why the Josie wrestlers don't last in AEW. Sure, Riho and Cheetah won the title, but after that, what? Nothing for them. Matter of fact, after they won the title, they didn't even they didn't wrestle. They didn't even wrestle. Yeah. She was in the in the audience the whole title ring, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Fox says uh, Kari Haju is wrestling this weekend in Stardom rest or the Stardom World. Can't wait to finally see her back in the ring. Yeah, I did hear she's coming back, which is cool. That's cool. Uh, and then Thrasher said he even handed the video game stuff off. He handed that off to the bunny. We heard one thing since. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox says yeah, now nah, fuck Samuel's fan, but fuck him. His true colors <laughs> have been showed. Uh, Atlanta says negative one, and Anna J carried her. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just as far as like the yeah. fan favoriteness of it all. I always thought Sammy was creepy, by the way. Well, he's not all that. But anyways, but, but no. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. This is, I guess that's the standard of... Um, oh, the other person doing the video game, too, is Aubrey Edwards. I have an issue with that. But anyways, yeah, um, it's a totally different topic. But I think... No, I'm waiting for her to try to get an OnlyFans. You... Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't yeah. think that. Yeah. Look, anyone can. Right. But it comes down to that question yeah. of like, even in a small town, you could work at yeah. Safeway or Fry's or Ralph's wherever you live, mm-hmm. or you could work at a strip club. You know what I mean? And right. they have non-nude strip clubs. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's really kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, where, which, what? How do you want to do it? There's right. a reason people mm-hmm. don't, and there's a reason some people do, and I right. think that it's really right. unfair to say that one's better or right. But I do think it's interesting to see how the conversation in the wrestling world shifts when somebody decides to, right? Um, yeah. Maybe we should get into the and show. And I'll tell some. you. Yeah. Go ahead yeah, and finish sorry. what you're saying. And I'll tell you guys it. this. This is hilarious. Okay. The day I see a male, I'm waiting for this, one of the male wrestlers 
goes to Vegas and does Chippendales. Mm. Then you know what? All bets are off. But that ain't ever going to happen as much as I'd like to. Fandango didn't. I know. (laughs) Or you know, um, any of the Aussie people, Thunder from Down Under. I mean, come on. Those I hear are not real Aussies. But anyways, besides, I feel like I feel like Amanda will be the ones to talk talk the guys into that. Yeah, I'm like, hey, when your career's done. You know what you should do. <laughs> Amanda will be behind it all. I won't. I won't take a cut. I won't take a cut. I promise. <laughs> Just give me tickets. <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean seriously, because you don't see that, and people forget that that's a thing. You know. So. Yeah. I just shrug my shoulders. Um, but yeah, I mean even. In NWA, I ended up taking... I have, like, a bunch of selfies with the females there because I felt bad there was nothing that they were selling I wanted. Yeah. So I ended up just having them sign this poster I had and was like, I guess I guess I'll do a photo. Like, it wasn't like... I didn't know... <laughs> yeah. It wasn't my first thought. It was all like, oh... Uh. It's almost like, just put out a tip jar, man. Like, <laughs> because at least then it's like, well, I don't want any of your stuff, but I do want to support you, you yeah, know? so I was like, uh, mm-hmm. for a photo... And it's all like, but I'm going to be in it. I'm not just trying to take a picture of you. Like, I don't know what you do here. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, let's see. Thrasher says, Sammy's a creep. Ever since he hooked up with Tay, his vlog has become a couple's, couple's promo. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of what they do online has been real weird, and I've not been a yeah. fan of it at all. What's, uh, I only watched yeah. it for Ricky yeah. Starks. That's, That's all. His, I believe uh, that. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Is hot ref yep. Aubrey. That's funny. And Spinnerbox says, I can't wait to see Anna and Jungle Boy slander coming soon up to TBS near you. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I haven't been able to stay away from it. But... I don't think they're dating anymore. Well, that could be why. Hmm. Um, who, who knows? Thrasher but either says, way. Yeah. Uh, I'd pay to see JD Drake do that. He said about Chippendales. Mm-hmm. And he says, totally straight. Mm-hmm. It could be fun. That could uh, be fun. Spinnerbox says, if you want to see the best female wrestling in the world, stardom takes the cake. I would love to see Bailey in stardom. You wouldn't know, Spinner Fox, because you don't watch uh, the women in anywhere else but stardom in AEW. How do you know? You don't watch Shimmer? I'm wondering, do you watch Shimmer? Oh, that's a good point. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good stuff that comes out of Shimmer. Because mm-hmm. uh, Prazak could I saw when Kenny left to deal with injury stuff, Dean Malenko and Kevin Sullivan took over the responsibilities. Huh. Well, I don't know. So should we blame them? <laughs> Who do we blame? Becky uh, and Thrasher says, I miss Kylie King. They need to show her more often. Uh, let's talk mm-hmm. about the shows, unless there's anything else you want to say mm-hmm. about any of that. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Because uh, we have talked about a bunch of the show already, so we might as well just keep going. I will say this. Yeah. I thought this is interesting. Oh, Spinner Fox watches Mission Pro. Yeah, that's, that's Thunder Rosa's all-women promotion, <laughs> if you're not familiar. Spinner Fox is back on my good graces. You know so much like that. <laughs> <laughs> not that he's ever trying to be in my good graces. That dude comes in here to trash me. Uh, so something that people talked about with CM Punk when he came back to wrestle look we may not be fans right but if we're being objective the idea of CM Punk wrestling I think unanimously by most people were saying that they felt that it should be it should feel special CM Punk being back in wrestling is in and of itself special right because he's been gone for so long when I think about how much they've diluted the idea of him wrestling being special, like you don't see big ratings bumps anymore when he wrestles. Um, mm. It's become day-to-day. I felt like this match, as I was watching it today, because I watched it today, CM Punk versus Dax Hardwood was a good match. Mm-hmm. It was good, solid wrestling. 
it was a very WWE style match, a very old school style match. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I noticed that it was an unannounced match. It was a cold match. There was no story going into this match whatsoever. You just have CM Punk opening the show, not cutting a promo, just getting in the ring and having a match with a tag team guy. And I thought, how less special can you make him look? And then the answer came. For the first five minutes of the match, no one on commentary talked about the match. They were talking about what matches are going to be coming, other storylines that are happening. Can't wait for this thing to go on. Don't forget our t-shirts. Here's where you can buy tickets. We got a show happening over here. Buy your tickets now. Going to these shows is so fun. I put a I waited and put a pause on it to see. The moment they started talking about Dax Harwood and CM Punk in the ring was six and a half minutes into the show. So it was like five and a half minutes into the match because it opened up right away with CM Punk going to the ring. So like, fuck, how less special can you make CM Punk look, especially if we have a solid match here? Like, it was AR was probably drinking. Well, well, I was drinking, but you never know. You know what's in those cups? No. Uh, Sprint Fox says it was good <laughs> to, to not see Punk on TV for a couple of weeks, but Punk versus Axe was a good match. Yep. Uh, Can we do that with Sunday other people? And, yeah. I mean, can yeah. We do it with other Daniel. people? Danielson. Mox. Yeah. Uh, Sprint Fox says no damn talking, just wrestling. I liked it. Punk, shut your mouth and just wrestle, which is also fine. But I'm saying like. If your idea of opening the show with Punk is to get people to stay and watch the show, just having him walk to the ring and having a cold match with a tag guy, I don't know if it'll do it. Also, I think, uh, like, I know my brother will watch AEW until he gets to the CM Punk prom, uh, part, and then afterwards he'll tune out because CM Punk doesn't come back. This is a perfect example of that. He was out there. He did the match. The match ended. He was out. The story wasn't even about him anymore. And that was it. No more punk. So <laughs> my brother was in and out in 20 minutes. You know? <laughs> Done. Um, Easy peasy. That's why you yeah. put him in the middle. Put him in the middle. Put him in the middle. Give him a promo. Like if you're trying to use his his presence as a draw, right. I don't see how this did that. Well, they don't. I don't think they think of it like that. Like Marsh, Marsh is the person that always notices like oh of course you would put the star at the top of the hour like i don't i never realized like what time it is i'm like oh wow this big star i'm surprised it came out at this time and marsh is always like right there to point out of course it's top of the hour yeah, like 59 yeah have stone cold music hit like but i like you know as a casual fan like i don't think about these things i'm just like oh i'm just trying to watch like a tv show like a you know like mm-hmm. a nothing yeah nothing show I and i don't think that yeah yeah, Marsh totally, Mars totally knows, like, oh, they did this because of this. Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. I was also noticing something else that. So Scott Uh-oh. Hall uh, uh, said at one point, I forget. I mean, it's it's down the line. I remember I heard it because I was listening to Conrad's uh, podcast and he was talking about, oh, like Xbox had it on an interview recently. That one of the things that, that Scott Hall taught him was that uh, to grab a hold and hold the, to hold it, get a headlock. And. The reason was not because you need to rest, but it gives commentary a chance to put you over, to talk about you, Mm -hmm. to give the story some room to breathe. If you're just doing move after move after move without moments in between, commentary is just trying to call the action and they don't get a chance to tell your story for you. The way that that Jim Ross always says um, he was the lyrics to the music that the wrestlers were making. 
that he had the chance to say those things, right? Like mm-hmm. noticing it took six and a half minutes for the commentary to start to try and put them over and noticing how much they were able to do during those holds kind of brought that to light a little bit. And then when you see it in other ones, like if, when you go to the eight man tag match, they didn't have a chance to put over much of those stories at all. Cause it was just all over the place. A thousand cuts. This They're over here. They're over here. This guy's falling from this. Like it was a whole lot of, Oh God, did you see that? Oh my God. Did you see that? And you're just kind of like, fuck. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was weird to see CM Punk at this point just come off super not special. Um, he's not super special. He's not, but he should be treated Anyways. as such. No. Yeah. I don't think absolutely. so. I don't no. even like him, and I think he should be treated as special. If you're no. AEW, you treat him as special. No, they should treat everybody the same, equal. No, because then you have no top stars. Yeah, you. It, it's. I don't know. I wouldn't consider him a top star, but you know, Amanda's all I'm communist old. here. He wouldn't. Be I am my totally top communist. Pick, but I can objectively like say he's the biggest name they have. Well, then, if I were Brian Danielson, who actually has been getting a bigger pop than he is, it's like no, no, I'm not. In some circles, Mox gets a hot, a louder pop than CM Punk or Brian Danielson. I mean, that's what you're. You know, you're getting so you can't really say, oh, that this, you know, you're sorting one out. I think, you know, you have to do everybody. And if you don't, then that's where even those little people that are on the Internet wrestling, you know, after a while, they're going to be, you know, what the hell? If I'm not a name or I'm wrestling one of these names, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but that's also the nature of all things. If everything is equal, then nothing is good. <laughs> Right. If everyone is a top star, then no one's a top star. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone can be a star in a different way. In a different way. I'm trying to be positive. Yeah, I'm trying to be positive. If you're bringing them in because of the attraction of it, they didn't sign CM Punk because they desperately needed CM Punk matches. Yes. They signed CM Punk because he hadn't wrestled in eight years, and it would bring a lot of eyes to them. Yeah. It. And he was special in that way. And then what they've done is diluted that to the point where he's not special. The other thing that CM Punk has that neither Mox nor Danielson have is the same name he had in WWE when he was at his at the top. And that means something. Yeah. When someone says, hey, CM Punk's on AEW, no one goes, who's that? Oh, oh, you'd probably, uh, let me think. Everyone, like re- Anyone who watched wrestling during that time frame knows who you're talking about. If you say right. Mox, people go, I don't know that. They go, oh, do you remember Dean Ambrose? Oh, yeah, I remember Dean Ambrose. I liked him at one point. Well, he's yeah. Mox now, and he's different. Yeah. Okay, well, fuck. You know what I mean? Danielson? You say uh, Daniel Bryanson? And they go, who? Are you talking about Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Or you say Bryan Danielson? It's confusing it, to people. It feels like they're, I mean, like I said, as a casual fan, like which I consider myself from the three of us, like I, I feel <laughs> like they just get big names to get the draw, and they uh-huh. just think, oh, we'll figure out the story later. We'll figure out a, a character later. But then that later doesn't really come, you know, is what yeah, it seems like. it just washes out. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not a bad thing necessarily, especially from my perspective, to be able to watch CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. I liked the match. And mm-hmm. I don't always like all the matches I see on AEW. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they've done a hell of a job of making CM Punk not special when he came in as the most special entity they had. All right. So if you were Booker, if you were the Booker, what? What would you do differently for like? How would you make him special? Less Adderall is what I do first. Okay. <laughs> but 
<laughs> right, that's a start. Um, Put the coke away. Do, like the what he did with MJF <laughs> was great. Do we need him in a cold match two weeks later, three weeks later, without a story? Have oh. him come out on commentary. Have him come out and be special. He shouldn't be wrestling every single show that he's on. He should be wrestling on pay-per-views. You should only be paying to see CM Punk wrestle. No one should be seeing CM Punk wrestle for free. Mm. If you if he's the if he hasn't wrestled in eight years, and you want to say we've got that guy who hasn't wrestled in eight years, if you want to watch it, it's going to cost you. Yeah. But at this point, you but, can go. Oh, did you catch the CM Punk match? Nah, I'll catch the next one. Did you see one on Friday? No, I saw the one on Wednesday. I, I feel but, like that was I feel like that was Sting. Yeah. Well, you know, he be a which is a bummer too. But he still has an obvious. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Amanda? But I was gonna say with like with Punk, it's more of, you know, I think with him, and I I I wholeheartedly believe this is not because you know he hasn't wrestled in eight years, blah blah blah. I think this was a big fuck you from Tony defense. Like I got him to come back. That's how I I see it. I don't see it as okay. He he wants it back. No, no. The money grab. It's a cash grab. You know. And I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, look at how much. You know, how many shirts he sold. When you yeah. look in that audience, the majority of them are all that the CM Punk shirts that have been put out. And you'll see, you see, <laughs> usually it's <clears throat> it's usually the that shirt. And if it's something different, which is rare. You see old Bullet Club stuff. You yep. see, um, I can't even remember, but but all, all I know is, and every once in a while you see a yeah. lot of Orange Cassidy or whatnot, right? And I'm not saying, yeah, there's some orange shirts, um, but yeah, I mean, the guy, it's, yeah. it's cash grab. But I really do think it was a big, you know, we're trying to be WWE and big, ha, huh, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, and that's yeah. your boy. Yeah. Well, it's also why CM Punk showed up. CM Punk showed up as a fuck you to Vince, not because it was his love of wrestling or anything. Yeah. Uh, let me catch this up on the chat real quick. Grim Reaper did say CM Punk should never be a curtain jerker. I like when Grim Reaper uses in insider terms. Curtain jerker means first match of the night. Okay. The old jerk of the curtain. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fox says, but he is a jerk. The commentary, I phase it out. Dude, last week, I completely just turned off the volume. I forget. I think I turned up when I saw a promo, but outside of that, I turned the volume back down. I couldn't stand Justin Roberts, and I couldn't stand... Excalibur that whole show. I didn't even Aww. realize last week that Regal was on commentary last week. On commentary? Aww. Yeah. I heard him on commentary this week. I watched it with commentary on this week. But last week I didn't even have it on. Hey, um, you don't want to hear Drunk JR? Drunk JR is the best the JR best part, when yeah. he has... That's yeah, the best JR's part. Best. I mean, yeah. JR's yeah, best. Yeah, I mean... He shit on a few the, things oh. this week that cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime um, he does, I'm on the floor. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Thrasher says, on March 18th, Jay Cargill threatened to steal Anna Jay away from Jungle Boy on Twitter. Oh. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a move. Okay. Uh, Spinner Fox mm -hmm. says, oh, man. Oh, he's saying that in regards to whether or not they're still dating. Oh, okay. And maybe they're not dating because now she's dating Jay Cargill. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, Spinner Fox says, oh, man, if Punk wins this Owen Hart tournament, I'm going to be fucking pissed. If they announce <laughs> the winner of the tournament gets a title shot, it's going to be Punk winning it. Oh, dude, that would be fucking brutal. If Punk won the no. Owen Hart tournament, oh don't 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 put that in universe, people. Yeah, because he was going back and forth with uh, with FTR, right? Saying, "Oh, I love I love uh, Bret Hart. Oh, I love him more." Yeah. So it's just. And then he was getting all like fake choked up during the interview. I wish he could have what I have. Yeah. Well, give him give him a cup of milk. How about yeah. that? 
How about you give him all your checks and he's happy? Uh, Kira says, CM Punk uh, character gets remembered for being controversial and he can't pull that off if he likes where he's working. For one, yeah. Uh, Kira says, Marsh had well, that thought when he arrived. Yeah, I was like, we already have a problem here. Because the whole point of everyone liking CM Punk was that he hated where he worked. And now he's all like, literally a company man wearing AEW logos on his fucking socks and underwear. You got make- okay. I said this on episode one many times yep the way to make him a villain and make him you look that edgy mm-hmm. do the cole cabana thing that's the only thing right now you have to that explain what that the cole, done it. what's the cole, cabana, the cole thing? cabana thing okay so for those who do not know that's me um when yes so when steampunk was with wwe and all of that he did his exit the minute that um his non-compete or whatever he couldn't say anything was on there was the art of wrestling podcast that colt did with punk and it was two hours long Mm -hmm. and some things were said um about employees of wwe meaning training staff and whatnot Hmm. one decided to sue them um so long story short during this this trial punk had said to, to cabana I got you. I'll take care of it all financially. So that didn't happen because all of a sudden Cabana got a call from the lawyer and was like, oh, yeah, from now, Mr. Brooks is not paying your bill. And there's some money that you owe us. And I was like, what the what the hell? You know, so that basically kind of destroyed their friendship. Um, Colt got his own lawyer. And when everything was all said and done, they won the ca- they won their case, and then what happened was, Punk sued Cabana. That's Cabana sued Punk. Sorry, um, and that was it was ugly. I mean, it was about to get really ugly. I mean, I know that that trial took a lot out of them, but when that happened, a lot of people were, whoa, especially because they've been they were best friends for years and years and years and when you finally get to watch that roh stuff you can see all that and everything i mean they trained together you know and they did the roads together and you know cabana always was the one who you know picked up after punk shit you know like women and all that like making sure it's not drama or whatnot you know so when you you have this and you know that type of friendship you know that's how it was lost it was a big thing about the money and so there's bitterness on both ends so i thought when punk when i heard punk was going to aw i'm like ooh, because i know colt to this day still doesn't really care for punk and vice versa so um i had to ask somebody are they are they being separated back there and they're like well they were told to be cordial to each other Mm. but for the most part they stay away from each other so that that's right there that's money that's oh my god this guy can because he can go out there punk and shred cabana i mean people would love to see that i mean i'd love to see that too but you know i mean that that's what he should do okay yeah Uh, but you know says peter avalon's hair is better than cm punk's anything (laughs) which is fine by me (laughs) Uh, you know what? Fox. Have you 
hold on. Question. Have you seen P.P. Ray? That is the best part. That's the best Peter Avalon there is. P.P. Ray. Go ahead and look for them online. And I will never look it up. (laughs) Um, It's great, though. I have not liked a single second of Peter Avalon in any facet. Okay. Uh, Santa Fox says, I would take the fucking mic away from Punk. I don't need him to talk for 30 minutes for sure. Also, I would think that Punk needs to be restricted. There's too many guys there who are just told, just go out there and just do whatever you want, man. And I think that you can see the promos get away from them a lot. The creative freedom, Uh man. Creative freedom. They need to be a lot more uh, tight on time for some of those guys. Splinter Fox says, Punk Sting, pay-per-view only, please. Yep, yep. Uh, Sprint Fox says, Thunder Rosa on pay-per-view now, too, just to keep her healthy. Damn, she wrestled balls to the wall every match, and the Young Bucks, too. I know. I mean, you can't have a whole fucking company of just pay-per-view only, guys. Like, <laughs> you're naming, like, all their guys. Uh, Thrasher says, seeing CM Punk on pay-per-view only is a very Jim Cornette mentality. You also have to sell commercial spots. You'll never get people to watch TV if every match is predictable. You need that potential for title changes and superstars. <laughs> I would argue that every match they have is still predictable regardless of pay-per-view or otherwise yeah and also i'm not saying keep punk only on pay-per-view keep his matches on pay-per-view like you mm-hmm. let him do whatever promo he's gonna, like his promos yeah. promo, let promo, him even promo. do run-ins let him get physical with people you know what i mean let him yeah like in a fight somewhere in the back or yeah jump someone in the ring it's... like all that's fine but like a bell to bell i would say pay-per-view would be the way you keep it special. I mean, either way, it's just done for you. It's not the case anymore. Yeah, as a casual fan, I'm sitting here watching, and Marsh is, like, calling the entire match before before it's even really going. He's like, oh, they're going to do this and this and this. I'm like, really? That's what happens. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's a shame when it's every match. Yeah, one of my group chats, they get annoyed me because at the beginning of the match, I'll be like, so this person's obviously winning, right? And the, there's like, this is how the finish is kind of sort of play out. Yeah. And like, uh, nine times out of ten. You were right. Pretty right. Yeah, yeah Marsh is usually, yeah. he's usually spot on because. The first two years of AE, I think it took two years for me to, to get a match, uh, uh, like not finish, but like the, the winner. It took me like two years to get one wrong on AEW. Like, and I wasn't even watching after the first <laughs> The second year, I I'll was just hearing the card, and I was guessing. And I was like, I would bet this, because they're doing this. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll have to ask you then about Friday starts and, um, and swerve. swerve. Yeah. I think it's a funny one, because I think that um, I don't think anyone looks good going into it. Mm. Uh, Fox says, Amanda, please stop. I love Colt, but that's not going to happen. I just hope <laughs> Colt is still with AEW. I didn't see him uh, like he traveled to Texas. It's going to um, happen. It's going to happen. Thrasher says PP Ray. And then Thrasher says Colt is still with AEW. He and Alan Angels wrestled The Butcher and The Blade on Dark recently. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunfox says I can't stand Alan Angels. That is a Sammy Boy and Fuck Fuego, too. Okay. Uh, Thrasher says also the best, on Dark Colt 5 and Uno wrestled The Bucks in color. Go ahead. But the best Dark Order member besides Colt. But I really don't consider him a Dark Order member, but even though he is. I say is Johnny Hungy. I'm sorry, he steals the show. Hands down. I love him. He's hilarious. Uh, Let's see. After CM Punk, we did have that eight man. The Hardy, Sting, and Darby against Private Party, Butcher, and Blade. I don't know. What did you think of this? It was just messy, I thought. But that's just me. Too much going on. You know? I don't know. I don't... I don't not pay. I don't 
like to watch shit like that because when it's messy, it's like, ugh. why bother? It was super contrived and stuff, so yeah, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't super into it. Uh, no. Let's see, Danielson and Moxie against Varsity Blondes. I sort of well, I was kind of half watching this one. It wasn't bad. Um, I like William Regal. Uh, I like. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, this was one too where um, the Moxley promo afterwards went way way too long. Mm-hmm. Starting to repeat himself and then try to circle back on things that he'd forgotten what he wanted to say and it was clearly just kind of off the rails and he could have said everything in half the time and it was starting to get to a point where it started to get a little little silly to me. Well, I like Varsity Blondes. I think yeah. they're probably one of the better tag teams they have. And so it was great to see them on the big show. So, but I mean, we all knew that they're not going to win, you know, and it's a shame. But what was kind of nice was just to see them on Dynamite. And yeah, we knew they were jobbing to them, but still, that's not the point. Yeah. It's like you're getting more exposure to those guys. And it was kind of nice. I also don't and know why for you, those have people, a, yeah. you have a Danielson and a Regal in there, and you give the mic to Moxley? <laughs> okay. And just tell him to go endlessly? Like, it was a little weird. Yeah. Uh, Sven Fox says, too many gimmick matches every week. I'm tired of it. And Darby might have really hurt his knee on the steps. I think he might hurt his ankle, is what it looked like to me. Look, like he hurt his ankle real yeah. bad. Because yeah. when he was getting back in the ring, he was having a really hard time putting weight on, on the ankle mm-hmm. more so than the knee. Uh, it looked yeah. like to me, but yeah, I think you might hurt. I himself. don't think he's injured himself majorly like that at all in his career, his short career. Yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, Thrasher says can't do Mox promos. Got to mute him. Splinter Fox says I was really hoping that Julia would. Oh wait, also Thrasher said me, my boy, love John Silver's. I want to see him and Layla Hirsch as a tag team. Uh, Splinter Fox says really hoping that Julia would have gone oh, sure. and walked into the ring and joined Mox and Brian Blackpool Combat Club. I want to share to that. Uh, Dying to see what they're <laughs> actually going to do with Julia Hart. I was really curious what they are going to do with Julia Hart, and at this point, I'm over it. <laughs> I just wanted it to happen. Because yep. it's like just, there's a difference between long-term storytelling and telling a story over a long period and of time. And then you drop it. <laughs> well, because you drop it, you pick it up, you just stretch it out, you do the same thing repeatedly. That's not progression of story over a long period of time. It's a stalling of story over a long period of time, and that's... That's different than long-term storytelling. That's more of just taking a long time to tell the story. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying? Yeah. But then it's like, how is her eyes still patched up when Penta is fine? Penta's fine. Uh, Pac is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kiro says, how to win an AEW betting pool is one of the competitors, a former top ex-WWE talent, bet on them. <laughs> is one of the competitors, the Young Bucks, Matt Hardy, Jericho, Omega, Moxley, bet on them mm-hmm. to win. Yeah, yeah. Internet Fox says they keep taking it forever and it's pissing me off. Yeah, I just yep. want it to be kind of a thing. So, uh, but yep. it was fine. The match was fine. Uh, he says if people want a badge of honor from the Blackpool Combat Club, that's right. That's what they're calling it. Uh, it could mm-hmm. be cool. If they do a cool logo, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to say about that? You want to talk about MGF for a second? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of MGF's promo here? Almost the same. Or is that just me? Yeah, it kind of felt that way. Actually, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like scrolling through here, and I don't even, I didn't give a shit about the Adam Cole stuff. Like, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here that I was really into. Oh, Adam Cole. I just have a comment about Adam Cole. Go ahead. Okay. I really, truly wonder if a lot of these fans like him, or in his entrance music, they just like doing the bull, the boom and the Adam Cole baby. Yeah. 
that's what I feel like. Because if you really did like him, then, you know, he would have had a larger, larger pop. But I don't know. Who, what do I know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thrasher says AEW has a bad habit of dragging out their stories. Like MJF and Jericho is three matches, not counting the gauntlet he had to run. Uh, they did the exact same thing with MJF and Punk. Yep. Uh, Spinner Fox says Julia is probably resting in the ring. She hasn't. Been, uh, she was doing good too. Uh, Kira says because there's no writers, that's why the dragon. And Thrasher says that uh, Julia was on Dark recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spinner Fox says Yuta versus Trent though the backstage segment. What'd you think of that segment? Oh, I've been waiting for this. I was hoping it would happen because when Trent came back from the injury. You can already see, like, what the hell, you know, you're replacing me? Okay. But I'm glad it finally happened. And I'm glad also to know that I guess his injury isn't as severe as everyone thought it was because it was the same bicep or whatever. Hey, um, has has Yuta cut a promo before? Or is this the first um, promo we heard from Yuta? Because it's the first promo I've heard from Yuta. I honestly thought he didn't speak English. Oh, that's mean. That's so rude. I didn't mean it in a mean way. No. I thought he was put in the best friends, and I thought that he was never given a mic. Like the um, uh, no, like one of the guys only... in the Diamond Mind, before they let him go, there was a guy in the Diamond Mind who didn't speak any English, mm. so they put him in a in a faction and let the other people talk, and he just wrestled because he was a good wrestler. I thought that they were doing no. Yuta, Yuta Wheeler. I didn't think... And then when I'm, he started speaking, maybe... I was like, oh shit, hey, this, he's good at this. Like, he was good yeah, on the mic. I think, I... I think maybe he did want Maybe. Yeah. And it was not on Dynamite. It was probably on Internet Wrestling. But I Oh, Thrasher says I, on Dark. And Spinner Fox says first time that he yeah. did one by himself, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't mean it in a mean way. I just thought that because he was in a faction immediately and never given the mic, I was like, oh, he must be foreign or not speak English or something or be really scared of the mic. or. And then this happened. Was, stereotypes. At first, I was all like, oh, no, because they start to give the mic to him. And then he starts talking, and I was all like, oh, what? And then, like, the promo was great. I was like, why the fuck has he not been talking? Because it's not about him. Yeah. Best Friends is not about him. And I'm liking the fact that they're finally getting Chris Statlander away from that. Yeah. Because it's just only stunting her growth. And it's like, that's one one lady there that they uh, they do not utilize well um, in their in that division. Yeah. Because I'd love, to, I want to see uh, Thunder Rosa versus Statlander. Because I've seen some great Statlander matches. Yeah. And yeah, so glad for that, and I'm glad that heavyweight Trent is yeah, he was he's up badass. there. Was yeah, and I really wish we get more Rapungi Vice, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I personally I like that promo a lot, and I was surprised and really impressed yeah. by Yuta. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Thrasher says. Oh, and I... if you didn't know about Yuta, uh, he also during the pandemic time when he wasn't wrestling. He played the steel drums. That's he's awesome. really good. Yeah, he's really good. You gotta go on his Twitter. I think he, or I don't think he put them on YouTube, but they're on his Twitter. Um, oh, it's Josh good. Was talking about how Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy talked about not being having writers back there. Spinner Fox says Cole has fallen off in his head. Uh, is not into wrestling. It's more into Twitch. Pick one. Kiro says like, yeah, writers can get in the way, but they also can bring consistency of uh, of what's happening week to week. Yep. Um. And Kuro. Culture's says, paycheck. Say what? For culture's paycheck. 
it's not that he prefers Twitter. It's just that's free money. Yeah. Well, it's all free money right now. Kira says yeah. someone needs to keep track of what's uh, been done and what hasn't, or you get the same match done for the same reason with so many Ooh. people. You also get the same match happening multiple times in the same night. Right. Which happens a lot over there. A yeah. lot of people do a lot of the same stuff, and by the time that it gets to the main event, you're just like, I saw, I saw this match already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiro says, uh, let's see what he does. Face, dark, uh, first time sell. Dasha says, Wheeler is better than Trent because Wheeler has a last name. Trent's last name is question mark. They got rid of the Beretta, yeah. It's Beretta. Come on, people. No, they got rid of it. They don't even say it. They just call him Trent. Uh, Spinner Fox says, oh, Statlander re-image was a big letdown. Did they give her a new something? Yeah. What's the deal with her? That's Thank her. You. Is she not an alien anymore? I think that's what they escaped from. They got rid of the alien thing? So what is yeah, she? Yeah, there's no what's more her poop. character. So what's the re-image? I didn't notice anything different about her except she was in black pants and a shirt. Huh. And different makeup. And she she didn't look like a gem doll. Yeah, but okay. she didn't look like a gem doll. Oh, okay. Huh, okay. Well, they didn't make enough of it. I just dated around. myself with that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. So what did we like from the show? Cause... Uh, let's see. Let me keep going through the chat. Uh, Splinter Fox says, best friends are falling apart. I like it. Uh, Kiro says, mm-hmm. I can say this with the utmost knowledge. It's true. Some wrestlers need people to write for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. Sasha says, I've seen him on BTE talking too each week that he'd lose or be the one who got pinned. They had this long running skit where they would judge his matches via tape and then Chris would choke Yuta out for sucking. That's kind of funny, but I don't watch their, B- their BTE thing. Rainbow says, uh, I like Layla using a foreign object to win. The match gives her an edge to her character. Yeah, I like that too, just because it did start to give her character something. Because she'd just been a good wrestler who was out there wrestling. And now it's now she's got a little bit of emotion behind her character, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, Fox upset. I think she's fantastic. Heel. Um, Thrasher says Layla doesn't need an edge. That's why I like it. No, she needs a reason <laughs> to care. And, and edge is the reason to care. Um, just being competitive and good is going to get you so far. Cinefox mm. says, is Yuta still the independent wrestling champion? I don't know if I'm out at all. Uh, says, yeah, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Uh, Chris must have got her citizenship. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that a thing? Wasn't she off TV for a while sorting that out? Um, Cinefox says, nothing, just less face paint and is an all brown. Uh, Thrasher also a fan of Jim and says, I see Layla as a second coming of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle had a shitload of edge and a ton of character. So Layla's got to get there. And she will. They just need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Using the foreign object is, I think, the first step in her being more than just a good wrestler. I mean, also, Kurt Angle didn't come out and put on good wrestling matches week after week without any kind of story or emotion. They had they started with vignettes where he was shitting on wrestling, and there's a lot of emotion behind him immediately. Hmm. Uh, that's yeah. where the three eyes came from. Intensity, integrity, and intelligence. That was established before he ever stepped foot in the ring. So I hear you, but Layla needs that itch. Um, the Thunder Rosa thing. Yeah, we got to get into that. Yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> so she comes out, and Tony oh, Schiavone says exactly. like two things to her. Uh, and then Vicky Guerrero comes out screaming, excuse me obnoxiously as she does you know right uh and then she questions rosa's uh uh, citizenship says that she has a fake green card says she shouldn't call herself from being from texas 
Thunder Rosa's given a mic for just a second, just enough to stutter over her own words. Yeah. And then get bum rushed in the uh, from behind. And I felt like, what a shitty fucking way to do this. Because for one, do we need Nyla Rose to only show up when she's ready to lose to the new champion? Like, Nyla Rose should be more important than the first jobber of every champion, first and foremost. Secondly, does Vicky Guerrero, of all people, need to come out and make racist comments towards Thunder Rosa to pursue an angle here? And do we not need to let the champion have an opportunity to defend themselves in any way? Like, I don't know. I didn't like any of it. I didn't feel like that a Native American, a transgender Native American, needed a Mexican manager to say racist shit to a Mexican to get an edge of a storyline. Yeah. It, you know I'm, what I mean? I felt like it was like, why does Green Card have to come up in this conversation? Yeah, it, that right there just completely felt like early 2000s to me. Like, I felt like, oh, wow, am I back in high school where people would, you know, really shame uh, folks for green cards? Like, because that was a thing. If you didn't grow up in, like, I don't know, 90s and 2000s, maybe you don't know. But, like, that was a real thing. So if you, you grew up in that time, you know, like, you know, yeah, I had – I had friends whose family didn't have papers and stuff. Like that's a that's a real thing, you know, in SoCal and the Southwest here. Like it's out here too, yeah. Yeah, and so it's not like a funny thing. And as a Chicana, like it was just really kind of embarrassing, honestly. Like it was kind of just like, man, you guys are both women. You're both like you're both you know, you both have so much to give to offer to like promote women and. I'm assuming this wasn't their idea, right? Like, that's my assumption. Um, but, like, this just, the whole thing just felt gross. Like, it just felt, it gave me a really negative feeling. And those, like I said, those flashbacks from, like, back in the day when that was really talked about negatively. And I was just thinking, like, yeah. man, she, she being Thunderosa, has done so much to bring you know, women in a positive light in wrestling with Mission Pro Wrestling. You know, she's come so far, so fast. And to be saddled with this garbage was just really like, damn, I don't I don't know why she even has the belt. If this is what you're going to do to her, yeah. like, damn, like, take the belt off and let her just be a badass again because this was garbage. Yeah, she got shit on and then punked out. It was just, it was, it was really embarrassing. And it, it just made me think also like, number one, is this how you see all Mexicans? Is this how you see all women? Like just. Well, in the same this, show that they called Teconti a Lucha Horus. Like, it, yes, they see them as their race or their gender. Is this how you see all people with accents? Like there's just so much to unpack from this that if you aren't, if you aren't seeing these hints of like all this negative shit, I think you're really blinded by the company. Yeah. yeah. Because even, let's say, I don't know, any other company did this, it would automatically get shit on, right? But for some reason, this is like, okay? I mean, come on. Like, there, we should be able to easily point this shit out and say, this is not needed in 2022 when there's a Me Too movement. When we've we've just come so far, right? Like, come on. Man. It's also 
horrible timing because that same day there was an there was articles that were floating around with the headline being that Thunder Rosa uh, was talking about how she didn't like Brock Lesnar because she yeah. thought he disrespected her culture when he was in that program with Eddie Guerrero because it, he came out with the mariachi thing, which by the way was a story that was like put together by Brock and Eddie, and by the way was a heel getting shitty heat twenty years ago, right. fifteen years ago probably. Right, right, right. Um. And so for that to happen and then for her first thing that we see on TV after that comes out. Now, I'll also give you this is that there was more context to the interview, but those were the headlines. Those are all the headlines. Yeah. yeah. The headlines were saying that there is context to the interview and you should really look it up and get the full story. But for context of the conversation, that's the that's the headline. That's what everyone's seeing in their in their feed. Then the first thing we see with Thunder Rosa is someone questioning her legitimacy as an American and questioning her green card. Like it was also shitty timing in that regard, too. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Amanda? Well, it's very interesting that I was shocked they went that angle with the green card and all of that. I don't know. Or maybe is that their homage to Eddie and no. Brock Lesnar? Who knows? Probably not. No. But There's... again, again, as someone who like the stereotypes, and I'm totally against that. You know, hi, Jr. Do you still use Oriental? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I was kind of blown away by it. Like it, it, it made me angry. Actually, I was pissed. I was like, well, is that what sh you guys need to do for yeah. heat of some sort? Because let's face it, yeah. when you watch AEW in that front row, nine times out of 10, it's going to be like 90% white people. No offense to the white people out there. Hats yeah. off to you. But you see maybe less than 5% of that audience in the front row is women. But they're usually there because they're man, old man dragging there. You know? So, I mean, I'm very pro, hey, there's obviously some disconnect because, you know, I don't know how these people get these tickets. I mean, I know how one of them who's been showing up gets his high Brock Lesnar guy. Mm -hmm. Stick to your own backyard. Okay, please let someone else <laughs> do their thing. You know, and I mean, you know, I'm not saying like I'm bitter because I didn't get front row at, you know, at um, when they're in California. No, I don't even have a ticket for the forum. And I have one for uh, Toyota Center. But yeah. it's not that great. You know, I can't see. So. You know, I just feel like there is almost that direction of, you know, people are going to find that funny. Not the people who are people of color, but uh, other people are going to pop for that. And they think, oh, but it was just wrong. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be happening, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And especially because you're in a state that probably, I'd say, at least 50% of the state has some kind of, you know, Mexican heritage or something in their in their bloodline, mm -hmm. at least fifty percent, and that's that's just shocking to me. And especially because Austin is such a liberal city too, that you're doing all of this. So I don't know. It's it just made me mad. Shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's schoolyard shit because it's also not clever. And it's like, is, is that that's the only way you can go about it? 
You know what I mean? Like there was a lot more <clears throat> yeah. to Eddie and Brock's storyline and the, than that one segment. You know what I mean? It took a lot to get to that segment, and there was a lot to happen after that segment. But if that was going to be the focus of what people saw about it later on or what they want to talk about it later on, this is the entirety of the story in this case. And it's just yeah. really poorly yeah. done. Uh, I'm going to hit the chat. If I'm not, some, I was going to ask you guys a question. And in the chat, you can, if you feel like, it, you can answer my question. Um, did it feel like Thunder Rosa got the biggest pop of the night when she came out? I oh, felt honest, she did. I wasn't really paying attention, but I wouldn't be surprised. She did the last week for sure. Of course, of course. I just feel like they all. I feel like the that audience just screams for any music. They they give big pops to the fucking heels too because they just go, oh, it's this person I wanted to see. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's so, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to gauge. I think sometimes they weren't as loud for Judas. There's yeah. more. I think that. The, the Adam Cole, the boom and the baby or whatever he does. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I think that was more than whatever. And honestly, I'd probably rather the boom and the baby than a whole song. Yeah. yeah. What's going on in the chat? Stroking someone's. Oh, um, Fox was going on about the TNT championship stuff that pissed him off. Uh, he goes, how are you going to honor <laughs> Brody Lee with the TNT championship and have them shit all over it with Sammy's comment? Uh, yeah, we kind of talked about that a bit earlier. Uh, Thrasher says he misses Miro. Uh, free money, dude. He's getting that free money. Yep. Uh, Thrasher says Nyla has a voice. Her promos are just an excuse to give Vicky something to do. Kind of like them giving air airtime to Jake Roberts. Lance mm-hmm. Archer doesn't need a mouthpiece and neither does Nyla. I think I agree. With as much as we don't hear them, I don't think that I've complained when I have heard them. You know what I mean? Like, like not much. It's always kind of go like, okay, well, you know. But, yeah, I don't. It's it's cheap old school pops to get like a yeah yeah. Uh, Spinner Fox says I gotta ask why was the Latin community not all over this like the African American community was when Swole uh, oh the news we were we were if you were looking in the right spaces uh, on Twitter <laughs> uh, yeah I mean Latina women Mexican women we we were you know saying stuff on Twitter but it's like you know. <laughs> What are we up against? We're up against the AEW crowd, which yeah. is going to defend it. I mean, the same as, you know, I, I mean, you could say any other company that just blindly follows, you know, no company is going to be perfect and we should really be pointing out when they're not like, yeah. not for the sake of shitting on them, but this affects the entire community, right? Like we don't want to <laughs> see more of this in storylines anywhere. We don't. Yeah. But if you want to see people not reacting to anything, obviously, I don't know where my Asians are at, but the use of Oriental by JR. I actually got, um, I actually was a kind of hot topic. People were saying, oh, is she crying about this shit again? And these were white people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not a cool word to use, dude. Yeah. Because yeah. it means I'm ramen or a run. Racism again? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. If- I'm sorry. Let me just, you know, not do that. Yeah. No, go wear my rice tabby looking hat and, you know, yeah. sit and just nod, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it just, yeah. I mean, every, I feel like every community is going to have their own arguments within, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's fine. But this, I mean, this, this was just so blatantly shitty. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. It- uh, Fox says, you can tell the con man was forced to give the title to Thunder Rosa, just making shit up. Uh, you don't want her as his champion. It, it does feel a little bit like his, his hand was forced and does feel like this was rushed and they didn't have anything. Um, man, hmm. I think there's just almost any other way to do this story. Um, let's see. And maybe it's a one and done. Maybe they do their match next week and then they just move on and that's it. And you just have to like, you know, plug your nose and eat shit and learn to like it kind of a deal just to get onto the, the real story, which might be next. But like, mm-hmm. it, this was not a good look for anybody involved. Yep. Uh, no. Fox says, Con Man saying the Lucha Bros are his buddies. Con Man's such a little bitch. Uh, Thrasher says, Race and Sex. Everybody's his buddies. Yeah. Well, everyone's his best friend until he just fucking ghosts them. <laughs> eh, thank um, you. Mm hmm. Oh, is that happened? Was that part of the news too that we talked about? Did we talk about it last week? We, the amount of people who, who Janella. Between yeah, Janella. So Janella, Marco Stunt, Marco Stunt, Peter Avalon, uh, Cardona. Mm. Uh, I feel like we're missing one. Someone else who's not there anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's just they don't have five. to not be there. They can actually be there. There's to be honest. Too. Right. To get ghosted. Mm-hmm. But they've all mentioned that the, the, the reason that they aren't there now is they just never heard back ever again. Hmm. They, mm-hmm. At a certain point, Tony just ignores them. And what a fucking unprofessional, shitty way to do any kind of business. Mm-hmm. Imagine you worked yeah. at a restaurant and they just didn't tell you they stopped putting you on the schedule. And when you called the owner to find out about the schedule, he just never answered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's fucked up. Uh, race and sex this is according to Thrasher. Race and sex is low blo- low brow plot points. I hate to say it, but that's what happens when you let athletes write the story. Luchasaurus is a master's in medieval literature. Most athletes focus on their physical skills, not their story writing, which is true because most of them are not expected to do their own stories. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be able to cut a promo and move a story along and say, "How would I, as this character, move this story along?" Because so traditionally in the territories, the booker would say, you two are going to have a problem with each other. You're going to guys are going to go, you know, these these matches, we're going to pay it off here. The story was usually pretty loosely based. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, Eddie Gilbert's going to run over Jerry Lawler in the fucking parking lot. Pretty straightforward, right? They wouldn't yeah. say, here's what you have to say to Eddie Gilbert next time you see him. But they would say, you're going to cut a promo on Eddie Gilbert. Gilbert, he just hit you with a car last week. What are you going to say to him? Fuck you, dude. You hit me with a goddamn cart, right? Right. But yeah. he wasn't expected to come up with that story at the same time. Now, it's, it's, granted, using Lawler as an example is a poor example because he wrote uh, and booked most of that territory. Anyways, however, <laughs> the idea is Stone Cold didn't say, I'm going to go steal a beer truck and bring it in. They said, hey, we're going to have you steal a beer truck and bring it in. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain parts where the wrestler is expected as a performer to get the point across. And in this world, it seems like they're also expected to write the point of of it all too you know what i mean yeah and i mean it kind of shows honestly the importance of writers like yes you could say oh maybe they shouldn't be there because they don't know the wrestling world but on the flip side like they are skilled at dialogue and like overarching stories or story concept concepts right and these aren't like obviously as they're seeing like these aren't nothing um you know skills like these skills are needed and this is why because without them this is what we get apparently yeah uh yeah and i go ahead with luchasaurus okay i don't know whose idea this was but to go from when they first started he actually was speaking 
mm-hmm. and talking as Luchasaurus in internet wrestling and whatnot. Now all he does is grunt. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you built this character that you told everyone he had a master's degree, but now he just grunts. Turn what into happened? a literal dinosaur. How about that? Exactly. And I'm like, what, what's going on here? So, oh my God. you know, I don't know who did that, but that was a big mistake because you now people know that he's educated and whatever, but now he grunts. He's like has a PhD or something, and now he's a grunter. Yeah. Oh my god! How the hell did uh, that Thrasher happen? Says Tony's too busy handling too many business ventures. He needs to hire a writing staff. I mean, they got wrestlers doing staff work. Leva mm. Bates spends more time answering phones and back office stuff. I'm sure she'd love to wrestle more. Wow, that's true too. I'm surprised she's still on the contract. To be honest. Uh, well, Thrasher you know says, what I'm wondering. What? Is like people like Sanjay Dutt because I know he was working with some of the women, too, with some storylines. But I don't know if any of these ex-people like that who were kind of behind the scenes at WWE, what they're doing. Because, you know, you don't know because Tony's a stall. It's me, it's me, it's me. It's a very centered, self-centered, you know, thing. And these people are just there for a check. That's, again, money, 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 free money. Free money. But I get, I've just been wondering, like, what are these other people doing yeah. back there? Who knows? Thrasher says, that's my Jim Cornette moment of the night. Uh, Spinner Fox says, Conrad has, has so much great minds around him. Paul White, Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, Deebs, Regal. I think it's even going to be even more bad when the NFL starts up again. The draft is next week, and that is when shit is going to hit the fan. Uh, he says in April. Thrasher says, don't get me wrong. I love Jake and Vicky. My wife was in the next room saying, what the hell is that screaming woman? And I had to explain to her that she's AEW's Karen, and she does a good job of it. When the promo lasts more than three seconds. Then Nyla jumps someone from behind and says, who's next? Yeah. Thrasher says, JR doesn't respect all Southern white men. FYI. That's funny. Uh, says Thrasher says he drinks too much of his own barbecue sauce. Oh, Chavo was the other one who um, was uh, uh, ghosted. Yeah. Um, he took Chavo mm-hmm. off the site and Brian Cage. Yeah, so Brian Cage, I guess, mm-hmm. was just ghosted when he said he was going to resign. So who knows? I feel like Nero. Was. He's apparently resigned, but I don't know that anyone's talking to him. I think they just maybe resigned him on accident. Uh, Thrasher said, I like that the wrestlers have some say or input on their plot because they get to interact and make their own, make it their own. But doing that, everyone would be Goldberg. And I hate Goldberg. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's the whole Bruce Pritchard thing, right? With the fucking uh, Bob Holly. I got an idea. Give me the championship and I'll just beat everybody. <laughs> like, okay, great idea. Like, how do we get there even? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's great for them to have input, and they absolutely need input, and they should be able to speak for themselves and be able to put together their promos. And how would I respond to this if I was an aggravated, angry, violent person? You know, right? But at the same time, you can't just go, uh, just make it an issue about something. Okay, I'll say that she's a, a, an illegal alien. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. How about we don't go that route? You know what I mean? Like, no. What else you got? Yeah, um, yeah, and it, part of me thinks. Like I, I just wish that talent could speak up, and I feel like in that company, no one wants to speak up until they're out of the company, um, mm-hmm. just because they want to get that paycheck, which is crappy. You know, mm-hmm. it's a crappy situation. Or, yeah, yeah, they don't want to be on TK's bad side because God forbid you are, you're going to get ghosted, and you're going to do whatever. I think Aaliyah Rush, it cost him his job. Yep. You know. Yeah. Rush lost his job but, because he spoke up. Yep. 
but that's a gamble you take with Leo Rush because he's going to be, he's going to speak his mind, you know. And that always a bad that, thing, you know. No, yeah, it's not. That's why I love AJ Gray. Yeah. The point of AEW was mm-hmm. that here's guys like a Leo Rush, here's guys like a Peter Avalon, like a Joey Janela, here's guys that would never make it in the WWE scene, and we want to prove that WWE is wrong about these guys. Yep. And yeah. then all they did was ghost them. Same. Go, eh, well, yeah. they don't yeah. work here either, I guess. Uh, Sprint Fox says, oh, that shit happens in retail all the time. The manager just leaves the person off the schedule, and they get laid off due to not having any hours for X amount of weeks. I've seen schedules reduced to the point where they're trying to squeeze someone out, but I've never seen someone ghosted outright where yeah. if you show up to the store, everyone pretends you're invisible. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I have seen people get their hours reduced to the point where they go, I can't survive off this. I need a new job. And they go, oh, well, we just don't have the hours. And they kind of like <laughs> choose someone away that way. Yeah. But these people are literally just not talked to anymore. And then when the contract comes up and they're meant to be negotiating, no one's responding to them. And then a negotiation just doesn't happen. And then they just don't have a job now and it's like yeah for months you just ignored every call text everything <laughs> um yeah and it's different also i suppose in wrestling than in uh retail because you can go to the place like go to a restaurant and say hey, where's the boss but imagine you do that and you just sit outside the fucking office door and it's just locked the whole day and then at some point you open the door and it's an empty office and you go okay well what the fuck was this you know mm-hmm uh, Thrasher says, even in movies, people have a storyboard or an overlying plot. Then yep. writers fill in the gaps to make it great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need someone to do that, and then the wrestlers can have input on the on the gaps, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, agreed. Give Lucha his voice back. Spinner Fox says, there is a double-edged sword for writers and no writers. Uh, WWE writers are shitty, and the AEW wrestlers making their own storylines are shitty. Oof. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely I mean... a balance somewhere. There's a balance between overwriting and not writing enough, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Thrasher says it gives Christian Cage more talking time. Oh, because of Lucha? That's funny. Uh, and says the last pay-per-view press interviews after the event, Leva was handing the mic off to people. Hmm. Oh, man. Some ECW shit. Uh, Spinner Fox <laughs> says, I wonder if Lucha would ever would ever drop the mask or he wants to keep his identity a secret. No, he's the type where even at local shows, he'll take off his mask after the match and then just kind of walk around. like he doesn't He doesn't hide it at all. Uh, Thrasher says, and plus he was on fucking, what was it, Big Brother or Real World or some shit like that? Uh, Thrasher says, I think Miro's healing. Um, Thrasher says, this, this all reminds me of Universal Wrestling Federation from Dark Side of the Ring. The UWF, he's talking about with Herb Abrams. He goes, Mick Foley was there. Herb Abrams just blew through money, let the wrestlers do whatever they wanted, which they loved, while he was in the back, snorted cocaine in the back. Hmm. I have speculated in the past that Tony Khan might be our generation's Herb Abrams, and I am definitely here for that story. <laughs> Yeah, the dark side of the ring for AEW is going to be pretty wild. It's going to be fucking cool, and the rise and fall of, of AEW DVD set from Peacock Network is going to be dope when WWE <laughs> buys them out. No, I think Spinner Fox even made the point once where he said that he thinks that Tony Khan will go to his grave with the rights of AEW just to keep that shit from happening. Oh, I my God. Now no. Ring of Honor, too. Now Ring of Honor, too. Um, <laughs> oh, that, that was a comment I wanted to make earlier because I forgot. Right. Okay, you know how many times I've seen Lethal versus Cole on Ring of Honor? Yeah. I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You know, I mean, I don't know. And I'm starting to see a lot of the people who used to work together start to work together again, and I'm thinking a lot of it has to do with the talent that they don't think is trained up well enough. Instead of the veterans that's bringing bullshit. up the other guys, I think it's these guys just trying to do what feels comfortable and something they don't Yeah, but that's about. bullshit. There's yeah, so yeah. many people who... Is who are great and don't need that, like, you know, like, um, 
let me give, for example, what's a good example of this that you really never see? You know, okay. Like Jungle Boy, you so, see. Yeah. And honestly, he should be in singles because he's, I think, a far, he's always the one carrying the matches. So it's like, just give him a, be, let him be a singles wrestler. Come yeah, on. And he should be in there with you guys know? like Cole and guys like Lethal and guys like. Yeah. Um, and guys like Dax Harwood, like he should be in there getting all that experience, and instead of yeah. people who wrestled for twenty years against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Or Darby Allen. Derby. Derby. Yeah, Derby. Allen, all in. Mm-hmm. Um, anything mm-hmm. else about AEW? You want to talk NXT? Um, the only other thing was that was a very beautiful promo. Swerve and Ricky Starks. The Swerve and Ricky promo was pretty cool. They did a good mm-hmm. job going back and forth, but again, that's one we've seen on the Indies a hundred times. But no, we have not. That... They've only wrestled each other once, and, I saw and that it was the times. one. I watched the one you clip. saw it a hundred times. The one clip I watched it over and over. Don't listen okay. to people. It was a fantastic half an hour match. It's on YouTube. Inspire Pro. It was when uh, Swerve was doing his goodbye tour. But anyways. Um, what I did like about it is the comment I thought was this version of Swerve totally different what you saw than what you saw at NXT. And I don't and that is a case of the booking just what the booking for him just wasn't right. You know, I mean no offense to Hit Rao, but you know, that was just one that is disappointing. And I'm not gonna talk about how disappointing it is with Ricky and his booking. But I will say this, I am a little angry about, you know, this is Ricky's second home. I mean, yeah. he he was like the king of Austin, like after ACH got, you know, signed. And he kind of carried that torch. But you're not going to put him his match on Dynamite just because, you know, he's like, oh, this is my show, Rampage. Well, you're only on that show, dude, because, you know, that internet wrestling, because... I don't know. That's where, you, you know, you're put. Mm-hmm. So I really feel I was very angry about that. And I think I'm like, you know, pe- people should wrestle in their home. So what did they do? Yeah, he's wrestling in Austin, but it's a taped match. It's not live, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, geez, OK, I would be insulted if I were him. Mm-hmm. But I was insulted as a, as a fan. Like, wow, you let Thunder Rosa wrestle on Dynamite in her home you let cm punk run chicago when there are other people from chicago who don't get you know mm-hmm. like the captain sean bean yeah. you know things like that so there's and jersey there was no janella yeah. what the... i digress but yeah. just saying but it was a very beautiful promo and i'm cool. kind of excited to see the match it probably is the main event i believe I think it should be, be. If it's uh, not, will... then that's, yeah. I think it's, uh, let's see, well, in the in the chat, uh, Spinafox thinks ROH is going to be the PC after the Super Showcase in April. It's possible. Uh, Thrasher says, powerhouse. Sorry, I just had to say it. Uh, Spinafox says, Swerve and Ricky going to be no contest. I'm calling it. Swerve um, loses. That is a big mistake. I think either Ricky wins or it's a, a time limit draw. I think those are the only, I... only way through go. I don't think they're going to uh, let yeah. Swerve win. Well, he might eventually, if they really decide to continue this with him and Ricky, uh-huh. he could. He and could, that could but... be 
Not with the FTW title on the line. Which also doesn't Maybe. mean anything right now, because it's for Team Taz. It doesn't mean anything. Taz is. Most of the time he's on commentary. He doesn't go to the ring. He's never gone to the ring with them. Yeah. Usually it's Hook. But even sometimes Hook isn't around. So you get the comedy stylings of Starks and Hobbs. Yeah. That sounds like a buddy movie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. But Keith Lee, that's one I think that's going to get in big trouble bigger name people love him but what's he doing now yeah. you know yeah i like keesley so yeah, it's a shame you can't lose in your hometown if you don't wrestle so it's a good point mm-hmm. but you should or at least be um, on some part of the tv spinner fox says it'd be wild if swerve takes the title but he also wants them to retire the stupid title um yeah yeah I think that, uh, and I also would venture to uh, disagree with your concept that this is a different version of Swerve than NXT. I feel like when he got to NXT, he was really not sure who his character was. This is a really fleshed out version of what he, of where he was taking the Swerve character. And I do think huh. the booking when they got to SmackDown sucked and it came to an abrupt end. But I think that this is was his vision for it moving forward. I think, I think he got his grounding in NXT and on SmackDown of, of this character specifically. Mm. I think this is an extension of no. that. I don't think it's the no, that. no, 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 no. Because I mean, I've seen Swerve a lot because they used to go up to Defy, and that's the house. That's truly Swerve's house. But I, I think because he had all of this. And it was that cool kind of charisma. I mean, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like, God, you know, like, I I just don't think they did him justice. It's like Ricochet, like, you should have waited, even though he's, you know, he still has his belt, right? Yeah, he's at the Intercontinental. The Intercontinental. Yeah. I mean, but he's horrible on the mic. He is one that it's like, if you want him to go, you need to, you know, let people... You know, you need to strengthen people because it's not just all about 460s or 48 or whatever the hell those are. Yeah. 450s or I hate math. So, you know, yeah. but yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's where we'll, you and I will agree to disagree with that with Swerve. You know what? You got to turn the mic off. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Thrash says you can't let Hook on TV right now because there's no talking gimmick's going to get old. Uh, although Spinfox think Hook in the Blackpool Combat Club could be amazing. It'd be funny to see how Taz would respond to that. Oh, that'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. But I'd rather see... Yeah, I'd rather see, you know, Hook eat chips. He doesn't need to talk. He can just eat chips and then offer the bag to people and they don't want it, okay? Sure. I, just, I don't care about anything Hook does, but, yeah. Um, anything else on AEW? Nope. NXT opened up NXT. with the Carmelo and Trick Hayes, uh, uh, thing. The, like, they had, like, a promo out front, which I thought was a pretty solid job. But then we got straight to, uh, Roderick Strong in the ring. And we got Roderick Strong versus Solo Sokoa. Yeah. How fucking good was this match? Oh, my God. You know... Um, I kind of thought in my mind, yeah, Roddy's not going to win. And then when it happened, I'm like, oh, because so is Sokoa is that freaking good. And I, yeah. they just had a really good chemistry with each other, too. And 
you know, again, this is another episode of 2.0 that I really enjoyed. There were some things, yes, I'm like, no. Mm-mm. But for the most part. But yeah, and this was one of the highlights, I think. Yeah, I thought this was amazing. And I was like, I guess I wasn't surprised they put on a good match, but I was surprised at how good this match turned out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it was awesome. And seeing Solo get the win was fucking great. Um, Mellow and Trick on commentary I thought was pretty solid. Escobar coming out, being a mm-hmm. smart ass. Yo, that Mellow fucking ladder match get... is really plotting out to be incredible. Like, I mean, the idea that we already yeah. have Santos, Solo, and Trick, or not Trick, Carmelo, in the match. I was like, as a triple threat ladder match, that's already insane. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So and you know what's going. interesting with with Mello is I think that every week, him and Trick are getting better and better and better. Like, yeah. I think that there's no denying that, I mean, he, once he moves up, I mean, he's going to be a hit as long as they book him. But, you know, I think that that's, I think it's, you know, he's fantastic. I mean, not to say he wasn't, but you know, when you're on the Indies, you don't get to do promos and stuff, or even kind of do con- commentary. So yeah. I think that was really great to yeah. see. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they were they were awesome. And yeah, I'm so excited about what Solo's up to. Yeah. What yeah. he's doing is is so damn good, and I'm so excited mm-hmm. to see him in a ladder match. I also feel like they've done a really good job of keeping Solo special. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a match every week. But when he does, it's important and it means something. His promos in the back His promos are shot are really well. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I feel like that he comes off as a special entity. Absolutely. I still don't like that they chant Uso at him. Yeah, but, so. but I can. I, I mean, that's not the worst thing they chant. I just feel like the NXT crowd is so into just being a part of the show mm-hmm. that. Um, I mean, they've kind of leaned into it, you know, because oh, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be anywhere but Florida. And I mean, until they get a new, get a new spot eventually. So, yeah. no, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but this was sick. Roderick Strong taking the loss. Really cool. Didn't they say Roderick Strong re-signed with them too? Kind of surprised he's mm-hmm. around. Did. I wonder if Weeks he's going to coach there afterwards. I think so. Under. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was great. And now we get to see him in a ladder match, and I'm super excited about that because of that. Uh... Who did Solo destroy in that False Gun Anywhere match? Mm. Was it LA Knight that he beat up? Or no, I'm thinking of LA Knight and Grayson Waller. Yeah. I forget yeah. who Solo beat the fuck up, but he beat someone in that. And the way he was jumping off of stuff onto tables in that one, I can only imagine him on top of the ladder. is going to be sick. Uh, after that, we ended up with Tony D'Angelo. And Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I'm still Ugh. not into Loomis. Like I, just, I know I tweeted out that uh, I would like to see him as a serious in a serious storyline because his the comedy story that they've got going for him really watered it down for me, and I'm I'm so uninterested in his character as mm-hmm. it is. Like I don't I don't care that he's someone's love interest. I really don't. Yeah, the more I see Loomis now, the more I I appreciate Harland, because I do think that Harland is what Loomis could have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Yeah. And what Loomis mm-hmm. almost was. They were really close to it. Even when they had Loomis and Grimes in a program together, where Grimes oh, was a little talk cartoonish, yeah. it mm-hmm. made Dexter even more stoic and serious. Right. And it worked, yeah. and it was crazy good. And then they did <clears> all the stuff with the way, and it's just completely watered down Loomis to the point where I like the guy if he were to disappear from tv for a bit shave his mustache come back as a whole other character like, yeah i'm done with this i mean i like i was able to get past it with austin theory i i really like austin theory now but yeah. i did not like him in the way i just didn't like that storyline at all i didn't find it funny i thought it was really cheesy <clears throat> yeah or so. you can grow a full-on beard he's just got such a strong chin i think he should lean into it but yeah i mean <laughs> he's he's a talented dude i mean can really draw you know like he can I wrestle. I just, I, I don't care for this character. In the best shape of his life, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. I couldn't even find myself really getting into the match itself, though. Uh, but yeah. I'm sure both guys did fine because they're both good at what they do, D'Angelo and Loomis. What'd you, what'd you think? Did you? You're shitty. And then I didn't like the fact that, okay, you're using women like, oh, it's my boyfriend against your boyfriend or oh, whatnot, yeah. or your husband. Right. How oh, stupid. Junior high. Yeah. That that is what I actually I think I turned to Marsh at that point and I was like, what are we fifteen? Like yeah. it just it yeah it seems yeah. so juvenile. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. But Tony did call out to, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Ciampa came from behind. Came from behind as he did and uh, knocked him the fuck out. Yep. Ciampa's a badass. Badass yep. as fuck. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I don't like are that they character. Really... Which character? Tony D'Angelo. I think it's losing a bit of its charm. I do. I think Did it have be... charm? Yeah, because the first few times we I saw him, it was kind of like, what the fuck is this? And then he came out for a bit, and it was like, was working. And then it just kind of feels like we've mm-hmm. overdone it now. Like, I think there was a sweet spot that they found. I think they weren't quite there. They found it, and then they moved through it and it's like oh no no you yeah. went too far because yeah i'm starting to not care too much about that that mm. character now yeah. uh do you really think Ciampa's gonna have his last match in is gonna be stand and deliver against d'angelo and then go to the main roster it seems like a weird way to finish out your run and in, in nxt mm-hmm. doesn't it it is weird but i think he will he'll beat he'll beat um d'angelo and yeah. go on his merry way. Yeah. All right. I mean, but maybe we'll it's see. just a matter of timing, you know, that, hey, you got to mm-hmm. you gotta be on the main roster full time now. So yeah. yeah. And a lot of the main event stuff is already pretty cluttered with Rude and Ziggler and, mm-hmm. and Breaker and all that, yeah. too. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, and Ellie Knight's in that conversation, too, now I think about it. So it could just be like, hey, we just... I mean, I almost wish that they just didn't do this angle and they just moved him on. But, yeah, we gotta have. To uh, well. well, you have to have Tommaso do something. Yeah, you know, because what's there really for him to do? Uh, well, main roster at this point right now. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but I agree. Um, but Chomp is still a badass and comes off crazy every time I see him. Yep. So I like yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler backstage cutting a promo, which I liked a lot. <laughs> They're just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I loved I love the entrance. I mean, I'm a really big Bobby Roode fan, so um, it was funny because last week I remember being like, like I might have told 
I turned to Marsh and told him, like, man, I, I miss the entrance. Like, I know it's more about <laughs> Dolph now, but I loved, <laughs> I just loved his entrance. And uh, mm-hmm. they brought it back, and I, I loved it so much. And it was I just, so great. I always felt like on the main roster, he kind of didn't get as much attention. And I I feel like he's getting that now on NXT, and I'm really happy. Yeah. Really and happy the match he ended up having with Braun Breaker was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I don't think Braun's going to be in uh, NXT very long. I think it would be silly to keep him down there too long. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I think he's in the next, like, maybe six months or so by SummerSlam. He's gone. I think him and Sokoa, I feel like it would be yeah. weird to keep mm-hmm. them forever. Yeah. Uh, well, so I mean, good. If I had to like compile a few, Sokoa, LA Knight, and Braun Breaker, no idea why they're in and NXT. Escobar and Escobar and Escobar. Yeah, no Escobar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else about the Braun Breaker rude stuff? I loved the entrance too. I thought it was fun. Yeah, the entrance was great and magical. I'm like, yeah. keep, keep <laughs> doing this, please, please, because you know. People like that, like the pageantry of a great entrance. I mean, when I was a kid, I always loved that myself. So, you know. Because it gets you hyped for what you're about to see, I think. Yeah. A good good entrance, you're just like, all right. When you see Naomi's, you're like, all right, I'm in it. Getting, feeling the beat. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, I see him fight kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I always like, Macho Man's entrance. Because, you know, it was very, you know just it was kind of elaborate ish but you know you knew and you're just like oh this is something special yeah oh, you yeah. know it, was, it made yeah. look special feel special yeah mm-hmm. uh back in the day they didn't even give music to everybody they only give music to certain stars no. so <laughs> if you heard music at all it was special so it's if i have to hear real american one more time in my life i will just i'll, I'll scream yeah. very loud american hero uh, what did you think of Electra Lopez and Fallon Henley? Mm. I, you know, I don't know, really, to be quite honest. I'm okay. not a hundred percent sold mm-hmm. on Electra yet. Yeah, I mean, I think she's like told. I loved her, her ring attire and oh, yeah. the little coat thing mm-hmm. she had when she she came out. But I don't know. Maybe it's, I feel like maybe she needs a little bit more time wrestling, you know, maybe with someone's season. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was okay. I don't know yeah. what I was expecting. I mean, because I think maybe in the back of my mind, my mind was like, oh, she's going to be on that level that that whole faction is at. No. So, yeah. I don't know. So that kind of yeah. disappointed me, but I shouldn't have thought that. I, I agree that it was it was all right. Uh, it wasn't something super special, and it did feel like two wrestlers in developmental. It felt this felt like a mm-hmm. developmental segment where it was like, okay, here's people who are figuring out, getting a little bit better. Nothing was bad. Yeah. Nothing was incredible. It was just kind of a solid do the thing. I did think it was really mm-hmm. weird. Fallon Henley for gear. It wasn't quite gear. Yeah. At all. It was. It was almost too mismatched for me. Right. So she had like. Boots yeah. and kick pads. Yeah. She had jean shorts and a belt with a belt buckle. And she had like the most plain random tank top. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like I could get behind the idea of making her a country girl, having the cutoff jean. Yeah, look. Jessica Simpson kind of look. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then the kick pads next to that was kind of like, that's more of a martial arts thing, so that doesn't quite fit. I'd rather traditional yeah. boots, I think. And then the top mm -hmm. was so plain that I was like, I almost would rather like a typical gear top, sort of like an Alexa Bliss top. But then mm -hmm. maybe give it like a pattern, like a like the like a red bandana. Or oh, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Because then it would mm -hmm. just look like a country girl who's wrestling. This looks like a fan ended yeah. up in the match. Yeah, it, that's it, what it, I thought. It it kind of and I I turned to Marsha and I was like, maybe this was so last minute. Maybe whoever was supposed to be in this match, like something happened. Is is the impression that I got? Yeah. Just because I was like. This doesn't even look like gear. Like, and it didn't all match the same way. Like I said, the kick didn't, pads with everything else didn't fit. Yeah, it looked like a regular outfit. Like, yeah. besides being like, oh, it's like beach wear, like super short shorts. But it, it didn't look like gear at all. And yeah. not in the way that Wendy Chu doesn't have gear, you know, because she's got her, her look going for her character. This yeah. looked like very, very just like, I don't know, last minute. Yeah. It looked See, like you didn't know why, you were wrestling. That's why I thought it was a fan. I mean, honestly, like I was like, who is this oh, fan? Wow. Yeah, is, did she great. win a raffle? You know? And, and <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing I thought. I mean, did she win oh. a NXT raffle? Or, hey, whoever, you know, she was supposed to wrestle didn't show up. Who here wrestles? Hand raised? Yeah. Okay, you. Yeah, that's what that's I thought. It was. That's what it kind yeah, of it's a bummer. Like in that look. Now, I will say, as far as her wrestling went, she did good. Yeah. She was yeah. solid in there. Yeah. But that first but you gotta getting past, past the gear the... thing was weird, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get past it. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yep, yep. Good fan wrestler. But I'm like, hey. I'm like, Overall, I, I, I like. Thinking... You're thinking what? Sorry. I was thinking that, oh, these guys need to give her a, a contract in developmental. That's that's the mindset I had. That's horrible. I yeah. mean, this is supposed to be developmental, but like I said last week, I feel like NXT 2.0 is more on the path to the main roster than it, mm -hmm. it was, you know, with the black and gold. Yeah. yeah. This, this last run, I should say. Yeah, this last sure. couple of years. Um, but yeah, that happened. I like Alex. Uh, I like her look in general. Alex, uh, Electra, sorry. I like her Carmen San Diego look in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Delgado, Del Fantasma. Mm -hmm. um, what else was next? I'm uh, trying to see think. Some Joe Gacy stuff happened, which is pretty cool. Um, just that kind of backstage promo thing. Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai had a fucking promo. Oh yeah, was was that your favorite, Amanda? It was so cute. I mean, again, like going back <laughs> to Wendy, and, and you know, like with gimmicks like you don't have to be whatever i mean she's carrying i get it looked like you know those oversized pillows like those pregnancy pillows and she's got that, her soda or her slush that was uh, a cool move a cool creative mm -hmm. way to use mm -hmm. the the body pillow to oh absolutely to block the 619 mm -hmm. yeah i was like okay totally that's, that's pretty cool at least it's yeah. you know it's being used Exactly, but not only just that too, but it's like when her moveset, the way she's embodied it with her character. I mean, I don't think there's anybody, even male, I don't think there's anybody who's really doing that at all, where you see that true character of themselves come into play. Mm -hmm. Maybe Luchasaurus, but that's a stretch. But 
it's very natural for Wendy Chu, and I, I just love it. And her and Dakota, actually, I hope they keep them together for a little bit because I really yeah, enjoy. Well. Yeah, they work definitely work well, and you know Dakota's kooky, whatever she's doing, it works well. And I hope we see more of them together. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna shoot to the to the main event for sure, uh, it's almost funny like. I almost hate how much I love Wendy Chu's music. <laughs> you said that. And she came out. Yeah. I think her music is so damn good. And I think it's so ridiculous at the same time. It's like, I hate that I love this so much. I think that's what people feel about her character anyway. Like, oh, why don't, you know, it's like kind of funky. And you're like, why do yeah. I like this? You know? Why do I like this so much? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um. I don't want to shoot to the very end of the show, though, so I'm going to go back a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll talk about a couple matches, and then we'll talk about kind of how the how the show went off uh, the air there. Um, but before that, let's see. There was a couple matches here. Um, oh yeah, all the oh all I... the the indie and Persia stuff sucked. But also, Dexter had a drawing of Gunther, and the idea of Dexter versus Gunther no. intrigues me a little bit, just because if the match can just kind of happen in a bubble, I'm okay with it. But mm. I'm curious because they're both big, mean motherfuckers. I was no. much more interested in L.A. Knight and Gunther. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be we're match of the night, day. I think. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, but Under Shea stuff I didn't really listen to. But then we had uh, A-Kid versus Grayson Never. Waller. Do you want to talk about A-Kid versus Grayson Waller? You were screaming about this match earlier. <laughs> was like what do you think? Favorites. What did you think of the match, Amanda? Well, I was kind of excited about it. Um, just because A-Kid, I mean, Jesus. I mean, he's just so athletic. And just when you watch him, you're, you know, that's other level. And, you know, it actually surprised me a little bit. Because I didn't think with Grace Muller, I just think he has these ridiculous, like, whatever, these storylines. And then with the big Indian guy, I'm like, mm, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I was, you know, it was a little bit more. But I think it was, um, I expected a kid to be how he was. And he was. Yeah. And I kind of expected Grace Muller to be how he was. So it was almost, for me, it was, it was good. But nothing totally special, you know. I felt like it was a big mix between like hyper athleticism and super mm-hmm. flashy. Yeah, you yeah. I mean? A lot of Grayson stuff is very flashy and like, like even him going to the ring, you just kind of go like, God, that dude's got so much energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Akid fucking was basically a koala in this match, climbing <laughs> up and around Grayson, getting holds yeah. on stuff. The fact that he was able to take that stunner and like show up like flip behind him and end up in a chokehold behind him. Like it was wild the shit that he was doing. Yeah, it kind of oh, yeah. my when I saw AK I was thinking like, man, he'd be like it's a shame that that Dan Bryan isn't still with the company. <laughs> Cuz I could see yeah. them having killer matches like or even or even like a uh, Butch. <laughs> I could see him having great matches with Butch, Butch. you know. I know throwback to NXT UK, but 
I mean, it's it's really a great showcase. Again, I like what I think is the real developmental um, NXT UK <laughs> because they really just do have all these great talents that I'm really happy to see. Um, you know, I'm really happy to get more eyes on them because oh, yeah. not a lot of people watch NXT UK, but they they got they just got some gems, and he's definitely one yeah. of them. You know, there's a reason he had a title for quite a while. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to eventually see him on the main roster because I I really enjoyed him. Yeah, no, yeah, he's wild. You know which sure. one I match I really want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW, but I know it's probably never going to happen. I want to see uh, Brian Danielson versus uh, Toothless Timmy. Mm. Yeah, book it, please. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That just people would find it so boring, but here'd be oh oh. I wouldn't be surprised it. if we end up seeing that in like NJPW Strong or something. Mm-hmm. Like that would be that seems reasonable. Like that could happen. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. After that match, so so Grayson Waller wins and gets added to the ladder match. Then Carmelo Hayes comes into the ring. This part really confused me as far as like the fuck is this? He gets in the ring and he goes, <laughs> "I've got an idea for the last spot. All the people who lost the match, their matches." We'll have one match that's a triple threat, and that winner will be in the match. And I was like, "You're not the fucking Booker, dude. You don't just get to say that shit. You don't. You don't write the matches. Like, who the fuck are you?" And I was like, "That moment, too. I was like, man, this would be a great time for a, a Regal or a Samoa Joe. I know who puts the matches together to pop up and make some sense of this, right?" But they didn't. They just have they have the fucking champ going. I'll book a match with fucking four people or whatever. Like, I, what? yeah, it felt like the writer had a pitch, and they were just like, "Go out and make this work." We don't have a manager anymore, so just go. Yeah, it's kind or of yeah. Maybe it was, or maybe this is my thought was, they're like, "Oh, people are probably not happy with some of the people who who lost, like Cameron Grimes, and you know, mm-hmm. if their answer to satisfy." people well yeah and then it immediately went from that to a fucking like i think you had one match in between and then there was this big video package with cameron grimes cutting a promo about what that match means to him and i was like had yeah like helicopter shots and stuff and i was like well yeah. if carmelo hayes just came up with it a minute ago on commentary like how do we have this you have... yeah hey he's got money <laughs> so he you know if he wants to go to the moon now <laughs> He's got helicopters on standby. Standby, so you know, don't mock, don't, don't mock the the power of Cameron Grimes. Good point. Good point. Sooner Fox does say he needs to make the Wendy Chu song his alarm music. I think it'd be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. We had the Creed Brothers and Grizzly Young Veterans, which was fine. Uh, Duke Mm -hmm. Hudson versus Gunther. Okay, so here we do. Here we go. There's a spot in this match where Walter or Gunther <laughs> chops Duke Hudson and the whole crowd went through several emotions and you could hear it and it was crazy. You could hear it and see it. I loved it. And see it. Yeah. Cause he just boosh and you hear the slap and like a hollow sound as well. Like he just slapped the shit out of him. Like his whole soul left his body and you hear the crowd go, Oh, Oh, God. Like they yeah, went from yeah. like shock to like, then they started chanting, Holy shit. Yeah. And then there was just a rumble. <laughs> And a roar amongst the crowd. Nothing's happened but one chop. And they popped, yeah. groaned, chanted, 
held held sides, held their chest. They were holding their chest. One person was like <laughs> holding their head. Like, <laughs> I'm not shocked about this. I, I well, that's because, because we've been following him forever. Like, no, because that's what the re- reaction he get he would get at PWG is. The crowd would have this woo, and then here's me all oh, backing up in my in my chair. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. a chair. You, you can tell. Yeah. You, can, you, can, yeah. you can see some people yeah, are hyperventilating just from watching it. Like, <sighs> yeah, you can tell they've yeah. never watched the Walter versus Dragonoff match because well, I was going to say yeah, they've never seen Walter versus Dragonoff. Yeah, yeah, because that. I mean, I've got to see some of that live too, and I'm like, oh. But I loved yeah, it. I mean, I'll, yeah. And it's and uh, he's yeah. he's looking in better shape. Um, yeah, he's beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also crazy cool that he's been able to stay physically imposing mm-hmm. while cutting a ton of weight. He's yeah. probably at some of yeah. the lowest weight he's ever been at and still is physically mm-hmm. imposing in mess. So You know Fantastic. what it is? It, mm-hmm. It's the facial gestures. And not um, only that, but you know when you think of that and then his music and just kind of that seriousness of the whole the kind of marching-ish and going yeah. into the ring and the time, you know whatever i think that that's really what makes him pretty you know yeah pretty dominant and then when you see that shop you're like oh yeah that oh yeah and fantastic promos oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he could drop like you know 300 pounds or whatever i know he'd be dead he wouldn't be anything but he could drop all this weight but people are always going to remember that shop and that shop is not going to be any different if he's a big guy or not a big guy it's going to hurt. It's going to show. And yeah, everyone's yeah. going to gasp. Yeah. And it's also one of those things about like, uh, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say less is more, but I would say that like, it doesn't take everything that everyone thinks it takes to get a reaction. You know what I mean? It's about <laughs> how it's all delivered, how the whole package is delivered. <laughs> like when yeah. Jeff Hardy did that swanton off the ladder and that eight man. Yeah. It got a little bit of a, yay, it's Jeff Hardy and a Hardy <laughs> chant and all that. And it was, but he like jumped off that huge fucking thing. And it's like, God damn, dude, like, look, looked rough. And here's a dude who just does a, sl- uh, a fucking chop that's so bad that the crowd just rumbles for a solid minute. You know because I mean? people like, love the chop, man. They love chops. I don't know why. Fans pay some of these wrestlers to get chopped. That's a good point. And, <laughs> yeah. You can do it. Pentagon will do it. Mm-hmm. He'll do it for you. I think it was thirty. Could be yeah. wrong, but he'll do it. But you know, still, I'm like, oh, I don't know why you'd subject yourself to that. Completely backwards here. He goes that right there. That chop makes me know that that crowd don't watch nothing else. Such a shame. I think it's actually the opposite. I think it's because they're not used to seeing shit like this. Because they're yep. used mm-hmm. to seeing a thousand flips and Flashies. a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, someone jumping mm-hmm. off of something into something else. That yep. that's what they pop for. Like, yep watching gcw you get real desensitized to a lot of that stuff and go, oh they went through another ch- another That's, door you yeah know? and then you don't see just classic brutal wrestling you see a bunch of stunts through shit yeah uh this weekend uh marsh and i we watched uh because we got this new new tv mm-hmm. pretty pretty nice um we watched uh, JCW, oh, yeah, JCW, which was which was in conjunction with GCW, right? Uh, so Jersey Championship Wrestling. Yeah, it was out of yep. Jersey, um, and I haven't seen all the Indies, right? So I don't 
I didn't really know what to expect. I was just like, well, we went to GCW. I thought I knew. And I didn't because there were, you know, the, the things you see at indie shows. There were there were the, what was it, the light bulbs and the tables and the, like, just random objects to hit each other. Um, and it was kind of just about how much blood you can spill kind of thing. And it was like, well, yeah, if this is what you're always used to seeing, I could yeah. definitely see, like just a chop being a big deal yeah when it's delivered like this and impactful and leaves a mark and all that and it's all like holy shit yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh Fox putting over defy and njpw because there's one of them once showing njpw there's some hard-hitting shit in njpw the japanese version though i would njpw strong from what i've seen does not feel as njpw as the japanese really stuff. no it feels a lot Mm-mm. softer that so it, it should is. be called njpw soft yes light yeah njpw light okay okay there we go which is ironic because it's called strong i know that's let's just stop strong and just call it light yeah call it light did amanda freeze Mm. did everything freeze no i'm having stuff smooth no no i mean amanda's frozen but you're moving so all right well i'm sorry you're back you're back lost the internet um But yeah. Yeah. So you agree that NJPW, the American NJPW strong is actually NJPW soft? Light. Oh yeah. Yeah. Light. And no offense to some of the the guys that are on strong because there's some pretty heavy hitters. But nobody yeah, but nobody is like an Ishii or um obviously not Burger Grandpa, you know. But yeah, it, it is a lot of hard hits, but that's what people like. And people in Japan, you know, they like those kinds of things. I think flippy stuff is okay, but they really are more of that hand combat, Yeah, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, Suzuki and yeah. shit. We watched Suzuki and Barnett this weekend, too. Oh, yeah, I was so Ooh. confused because I was like, wow, this he was in <laughs> he was in a much different shape. Yeah, I wasn't used yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, after the Gunther match, Ellie Knight came out, and they were doing promo back and forth on each other, oh, and how fucking so, cool. So good. Fire. The <laughs> thing I hate about this match is that someone's going to have to lose it. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no possibility of something happening where the, neither of them lose. Like, I don't know. Who, who would? I would break it's it so, up. Nobody. Someone coming in to. Waller's already moved on. I don't think they're in any kind of a thing. Ellie Knight's not doing anything uh-uh. with anybody on the main roster. Gunther neither. I loved that MSK mm-hmm. came out to help Ellie Knight because the idea of MSK mm-hmm. and Ellie Knight is a bit of a faction, even for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. <laughs> MSK Knight. Mm-hmm. Or would it be MS Knight? You know what I mean? Mm, maybe. M- yeah. MS Knight. That's what I think I was mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was. What do you Absolutely. think, Amanda? Oh, well, you know me. I love LA Knight. And I'm really, again, so glad the crowd's finally behind him with this because mm-hmm. it was like, God, you guys don't know what you have. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you don't know. It's something very special. And so, let me tell you. I, I think that that stand and deliver match, this is going to be match of the night. I'm sorry. 
there's nothing that's going to compare to that. Yeah, and I would hate that it was booked on, lower on the card because it should be pretty much, I think, you know, before the main event. But that's just me. Yeah, 100%. Or it's basic it's because, the, yeah. It's the one match I'm looking forward to most. Although I do think that the um, Ziggler Braun Breaker thing's going to be dope. Yeah. I, uh, just because they've already had good matches before. Uh, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah, Gunther and LA Knight, that's dream match right there. Yeah, that's, that's awesomeness. Yeah. Um,. And then at the end of the show, we had that tag team match, which was fucking killer. And then here's the stuff I wanted to talk to you about, uh, if you notice. So after the match, uh, Io and Kaylee Ray win the match. <laughs> Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction go into the uh, ring, and <laughs> they talk some shit. And then Kaylee Ray says, Kaylee Ray says some stuff. Io says some stuff. It was. It's a little hard to keep track of all of it, but ultimately he said, we're going to trade in our title shot for the tag title to both join the the women's championship match and make it a fatal four-way. Instead of Mandy versus Cora, it's going to be Mandy versus Cora versus Io versus Kaylee, which makes no fucking sense at all and is a total mess. But something I noticed, and I want to know if you noticed this too, Gigi Dolan was very deliberately not involved in any physicality. As they were talking shit and Toxic Attraction goes to get physical with Kaylee and Io, it's Mandy and JC Jane who rush forward. And I even said, where's Gigi? And as the camera's going around, you see her walking to the corner and going down the steps and you see her walk over to the ramp. She walks away from the physicality. She's never done that before. Then Cora Jade comes running in to even the odds, which aren't uneven because Gigi walked away. Cora runs right past Gigi, doesn't even like knock her over to equalize, right? And then get one over. She slides in, does some stuff, and then they chase out Mandy and JC. Spinner already knows where I'm going with this. I think Gigi's injured, and this was their <laughs> way of making sure that the NXT Championship match, or the, 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 the Dusty Classic, didn't quote mean nothing at all that those winners are still going to be at stand and deliver and the only way they could do that because they can't defend the tag titles if Gigi is hurt put him in the in the main event Grim Reaper said it's all the same thing Gigi might be hurt that's what I think I think Gigi's hurt can't wrestle and this was a pivot I don't think the plan was ever to not have uh, Gigi and JC defend I think that Gigi's hurt and this is their answer how do we get these women on the card anyways mm -hmm. what do you think what do you think Amanda yeah um, well I was confused I'm like what the hell is this match I'm like so if how, who wins and what do you win <laughs> so yeah that's where I was really confused by but um I, th I do agree I think that Gigi's hurt because that's the media thought I I had is she is hurt because it's not anything storyline. She's hurt. And it must be something kind of major, semi-major, if she's walking away like that. And if Cora didn't do anything down the way of the ramp, which I was exactly. shocked about, too. Because I thought she'd knock her over or whatever, you right. know. You can even cause but, an injury there or something. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. 
do something where she just falls over and like you just you know what i mean like yeah. the fact that there was yeah. literally no bump or physical contact with anyone yeah else. yeah so that was that was for me i was like okay there's something else going on besides yeah. this and i was kind of like yeah because when she, when i saw Cora, the minute she ran past i was like yeah she she's hurt because yeah. you don't you know like she could have avoided you know all of that melee still and been there but there's probably something that you know if someone accidentally did something it could like aggravate aggravate and any of her injury she has so so it i think it was probably a smart move for them to do that and also to get everybody on the card because that's probably their biggest show of the year Mm -hmm. so That's what I think. Yeah. It looks like other people agree. Uh, Greenberg says the last second matches uh, changes are usually injury issues, sort of like Lashley in the chamber. Says Splinter Fox. Uh, says Gigi is a scrapper. She would have been the first person to throw down. She has been like that in yep. the indie scene. And she's been like that in NXT. Mm-hmm. Every time Mandy was talking shit, Gigi was always the first person to, to go run in. and gun yeah. behind and go in. and 100%. And that's why I was all like, that's weird that she's walking. It's not a character-like thing for her to do. No. And then watching everyone be careful not to touch her was like, oh, something's wrong. Yeah. Something's real wrong. And when you look at her, she's in like this halter top and these shorts, which also makes me wonder what the fuck kind of injury is it? If we can see all of her arms, her shoulders, and her legs, it's got to be an ankle or a neck. You know what I mean? It's got to be something because mm-hmm. like, she's showing a bunch of her body and she's not taped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's neck. Because that's the only way that people would not touch someone is they know that they have the neck injury. The only other thing that I would say, if not neck, Mm -hmm. and this is literally based off absolutely nothing, but it's the only other thing that comes to mind, is if she's pregnant. Oh. Mm. Because you wouldn't touch a pregnant woman at all because no bump is a safe bump. Yeah. Now... I'm not saying she is, because how the fuck would I ever know? I don't even know if she's with someone. I don't think she's with Darby anymore. Like, I don't have... No, they got divorced. Right? Yeah, they were divorced. I don't know if she's with somebody now. I just, like, none of that. Like, I'm not even... This isn't, like, an official speculation. It's not like, this is my prediction. It's, what the fuck is it? Because it has to be something. You know what I mean? And and when I think about what could happen that would be a, a... something that would stop them from not only saying don't touch but in a week and a half you're still not cleared you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah that's that's they're not even like they're making the change now is what i'm saying where in other times they've continued to uh book a match all the way up until the event and on the kickoff show do a, a turn this person wasn't cleared so now we have to change it if you know you're not going to be cleared in a week and a half to two weeks it's got to be pretty significant one way or the other. Right before WrestleMania? Yeah. Right before WrestleMania sucks, but I mean, it's NXT, so it's a little bit different. Still. Yeah, it's going to be associated with WrestleMania, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spin Fox says, was, what was her last fight? Uh, and says, isn't she single? And I thought that too, but I looked it up, and she's still single. Dude, just because the internet wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah. She could be dating someone mm-hmm. in NXT that we'd never know about, or someone mm-hmm. who's not even a wrestler, and we would never know. Um... But, oh, and his other speculation I'm not even going to read. I just, I'm just i just going to say that, no, to wait. That wouldn't make an impact. Uh, but 
Uh, yeah. I think that the, to, to change the match just shy of two weeks out, it's got to be significant, whatever it is. And, and I wish her the yeah. best. I hope for the best. I hope that everything we've speculated is, is that nothing's wrong. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, yeah, if, if something is wrong, then I hope for the absolute best there. But uh, it was kind of a weird situation to be in. And I saw some people getting really mad online about the uh, – the, the idea of them doing that to the Dusty Cup or the idea of switching the match around and taking the tag titles off, and I think that it's a different thing. Finn Fox says concussion, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe maybe concussion could do it, too, but... No, no, because no, cause at least something, you know, like you would think even it was concussion or whatnot. Like when Cora Jade was coming out, like she would have kind of stopped and, you know, I don't give her a death stare or whatnot, but, yeah, for yeah, them, not... Yeah, sweep the leg. You know? Yeah, sweep the leg and let her <laughs> kind of like fall yeah. forward. You know, like, yeah. You don't have to do nothing. A head happens. Bump like yeah. You don't have to do so, head. Yeah. No. But I really think it's the neck, because if it's the other thing, I'm like, oh, and that's you know, again, that's things that we shouldn't. No. No. Right. Or, and it's yes, not our, our business. business. I'm not saying I need an answer. I'm just saying like, no. fuck, it's got to be a big thing. Yeah. I think it's neck because neck injuries have been happening quite often lately. Yeah. Um, I, I can't even count how many people in the last like year have had some kind of neck injury. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, I don't remember what the last match was, though. But it's been a while. It was a tag team one, I think. Yeah. And I want to say it was probably like maybe a month and a half ago. That's what I mean. It was maybe? a while back. We haven't seen her be yeah. physically interactive with anybody in a while. Yeah. Because they, I don't think we're. Night. Yeah, and I don't think they were physically active at all during the um, the the uh, Dusty Cup matches. No, and the in the lounge, if you remember, when Cora J jumped mm-hmm. Mandy Rose in the lounge and was beating the shit out of her, neither mm-hmm. JC or Gigi helped. No. And when Cora Jade was tricking JC and Gigi so she could get to Mandy, mm-hmm. Gigi climbed into the dumpster and then flopped the thing down. Like, she was in control of all that. And I, don't, I think Gigi was standing back as well when JC and Mandy were beating up Cora and spray painted her. Like, mm. when I think about it, it's been a while since Gigi's been physically active at all. And that's, mm-hmm. I just hope everything's okay, man. I think they were trying to buy time, and I think at this point they go, it's not going to be enough time. So it makes me wonder what, mm-hmm. what could be going on, and, and I just hope for the best. Hope for the absolute best, because I think that the, that whole unit, the Toxic Traction, has been awesome. Yeah. And I think yeah. some way they're going to have Mandy win it to keep it together, unless the injury is so severe to um, Gigi. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. Yep, hard to say. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. Fox says Gigi did get staples late last year in the head. Could be she didn't pass a physical. That's just it, though, is I think that to not pass a physical like two weeks in advance is, a, is weird. A lot of times when you see like WWE will do it where during the kickoff, There'll be like a thing backstage where someone got jumped, but you don't see him. You just see them laying down and holding their side. And they're like, okay, they're out of the match. Those kinds of things are like day of didn't pass the physical. This is like in advance. How do you not pass a physical in two weeks? You know what I mean? That's and, and retroactively, the past several months, we've noticed no interaction. So I think there's something more than just didn't pass a physical. Um, I, think there's, I think there's more to it, but I don't know. Mr. Schlub. Um... Amanda, anything else that you wanted to say about any of the shows? 
Um, I think it's really sad. I was I was really pushing for Dakota and Wendy, but yeah, me too. Oh well, I mean, how can you beat Eo and you know Kylie Ray? I mean, come on. I mean, that's that was a hard one, but um, but yeah, I, I mean. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next, like, two weeks, because isn't it, like, a week and a half away? Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely next week will be very interesting to see. I hope we get a good LA Night promo out of it. Um, So, that's my NXT hopes for this next week. And then, of course, I'm excited to see Rampage tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I would like to thank the internet community, because I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any spoilers yeah, me neither. Yeah, I was yeah. Ask, so ask you if this one was already taped or if this one was a live rampage. It was taped. Don't say no. It was taped. Okay. Isn't yeah. every other rampage mm-hmm. live and every other rampage taped? No. They're all taped. No, not all of them. Every once in a blue moon, they're live. Depends okay. on where they are. Yeah, because when they oh. and when they were in Florida, it was live because you know. They're all over, and that's their, you know, home, mm-hmm. so to speak. Oh, Springbox um, says the pay-per-view rampages are live. The ones that are associated with the with the pay-per-view, I can see that. that yeah, makes sense. that makes sense. Well, no, because um, Rampage is going to be live in Los Angeles, and no. it's live in Las Vegas. But I, I understand with with Vegas. Well, no, it, I think why it's live in. Los Angeles is because he's afraid of the West Coast and this is the first time they're coming out here. Mm-hmm. And partially because they're playing, they're in, you know, they're in the, um, the Imperial Valley or whatever the hell they call it. So it's like the Bucks, that's their home. And you cannot tell me that they're not going to be the main event of that. Mm-hmm. Can't tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see Pop, probably see Papa Buck on TV. Which I think. No, they're great people. I love him and Joyce. They're really, really nice people. You know, the religion uh-huh. thing, you yeah, know, I whatever. Forget about, I forget about the Young Bucks a lot of some things. Oh. Yeah. I don't forget the Young Bucks. No, the Young Bucks were ahead of their time. Now they're a little bland. But, yeah. you know, whatever. So, can't wait to see Ricky. And um, that's going to be a really good match. Um, I really hope Hobbs or Hook does not interfere with it. You know, it's probably going to be a, a up to TV time and count out. I don't think it's going to have a resolution. I have a feeling that this is probably Ricky's, like, you either, you're going to be a star or you're not, and this is the way we're going to try to do it. And if the reaction's great, then, woo, to the moon. And if not, you're going to get ghosted soon. At some point, yeah. We'll see. We will see. Um, anything else? No. Uh, uh, That's it. Producer lady was screaming earlier. Wanted to shout out best best friend of the show, Freddie Prince Jr. Every time he responds to one of our tweets, we go, "Oh, it's our new best friend." He responded to our tweets today, so uh, he's a good dude. And check out his podcast. Also, if you'd like to know a little bit about the writer side of the backstage of of WWE. That's what Freddie Prince did when he was there. Is he was a writer and kind of an acting coach, and he tells a lot of stories about his time there. Really cool. It's called Wrestling with Freddie, and um, it's really insightful. It gives you a lot of concept yeah. uh, to work with. And I think that's even why I think that it's more important, I think more so about the importance of having guys like a Freddie Prince Jr. in the back of a 
of an AEW to help keep that stuff uh, together and working and letting the, the talent pitch in a lot. Because even WWE talked about how much he had the talent pitching in on stuff, you know? Um, well, you know, it would be cool with AEW is if they got Chris Hero to do it because his mind is so, like, historical-based. And not only that, mm-hmm. but the guy is, like, I don't want to call him, a, you know, like a wrestling genius, but he is. Yeah. And a lot of things he does. I mean, he's got so much respect from, like, everybody. Yeah. And I think that, you know, someone like that would help. And especially with storylines that give suggestions or, well, you know, this person, this match, you know, tried to do something like that. And this is why it worked or why it didn't work and things like that. And I think that that's valuable information. Yeah. Totally. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fox says, yeah. There is a Blackpool Combat Club tee out already. It's not a surprise, mm-hmm. but go check it out. Take nope. a look at it. Uh, I will definitely not be buying it. I don't buy anything through Pro Wrestling Tees anymore. So, uh, oh, I just wish that they. I wish. I wish that every. I wish people like that to go through that. Well, I wish that. Well, unfortunately, if I want Colt Cabana stuff, I have to go through that, mm-hmm. and he does own part of the company. Yeah, um, but I'm just shocked that Ricky still doesn't have his online shop because other people do have theirs, like Ethan Page, mm-hmm. and um. Sammy, um, yeah, I don't know. And it de- depending on because I love uh, my strip some daddy. Of them are, are definitely not allowed to. I know that. So yeah, I love my strip daddy shirt. I'm not gonna lie, the one I wore when he won the belt, that one, mm-hmm. that made blingy and whatever. I love that shirt. I mean, my shirt twin bought one because he thought it was a dope shirt. And shout out to you, Josh. I'm not giving you or selling my Orange Cassidy. Chris Jericho shirt. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's funny. From the boat. It's a great shirt. Awesome. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. we will be back next week right here in the dive bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one. Guys, that's last call. Cheers. Hey, Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers! I would never have a drink with Weston on the rock.